for everyone who is obviously watching us live on Utreon, you already know this. We have switched over to Utreon so we can handle guns. Rick Ector, I hope you got some guns over there. YouTube will not let us show guns when we're live, so we're doing the show live from Utreon. It's Utreon slash WMMF okay, or Who Moved My here, Freedom here, podcast. This is like my my daily carry gun here. Yeah, there you go. See, over Rick, there, I got a, I got a Glock over there. And... Yeah, there you go. Rod that's Mills, all I have. That's, yeah, that's Rod accessible. Yeah, Rod Mills has got it. He's getting his James Bond on or something. Looks like. Yeah. 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 There you go. So we are we are doing that from Utreon slash Who Moved My Freedom or WMMF podcast. That's where you could find that. All right. That being said, I'm going to kick the show off here officially. Let me know if there's any audio problems or anything like that for the folks out there that are in the chat. And uh, let's let's press the button and get the show going here. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation: Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, so we are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Let's see. I'm going to do what we traditionally do here. Jazz hands. Come on, guys. Let's get those all jazz right, hands in the air. Hands. There you yeah. go. It's all jazz chocolate. Hands. It's all chocolate tonight. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't oh, think boy. I've done jazz hands since the last time I was on, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So a whole bunch of things have changed. I was just explaining that to Rick Ector in the background. So, you know, we're all fancy now. There's going to be, we're going to go for 20 minutes. You see there's like a countdown clock down there that's at 19 minutes and 20 something seconds and then we'll go to another break we got all kinds of cool stuff going on but we are live this is episode 921 921 i never knew you had you have you have ocd (laughs) why you say that Because you actually need to have a countdown timer to actually tell you when to take a break. I mean, only the most over-the-top OCD people would do such a thing. Yeah, you guys. You're OCD, right? uh, Not really. This is. I'm gonna blame. This is Lola's fault. I'm gonna blame it on Lola. Don't uh, don't fess up that they have OCD, man. Yeah. You guys are. You are guys you one are one of those guys that cleans your gun after you go shooting. Oh hell no! No no no. no. <laughs> oh okay. No no no. Right. no uh, not him. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat tonight. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> what? No, the the audience out there. It's gonna be Ooh. fun. So listen, my guest. Uh, well, first of all, the title of the show it is the 921st show. So we've got about like 79 shows, and then we're gonna hit a thousand episodes. So, you know, where you guys are all part of that, I, I uh, invite everyone out there to stick with us here over the next uh, 70-something episodes as we get to 1,000. Uh, the title of today's show is Mistakes Were Made and Will Be Made Again. Yes, you, you guys will see what we're talking about here in a minute. But, of course, our guests uh, start with Rick Actor. There he goes, Rick Actor. If you don't know him, um, his organization is called Laid. 
laid. That's right. That's, that's what right. I said. They're, they're, they're that's in what shock. I said. Go ahead. That's, that's what it. I said. That's what I, no, I'm not going to explain it. You're from Laid, so people could take that for whatever they know. It is legally it's armed in Detroit. No, legally like, armed. Oh my God, he had this guy on here, and all they kept talking about was he's a, getting laid. Yeah, Rick Ector is an octogenarian porn star, and he's joining us tonight. <laughs> so, wait, 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 no, no, no. After octo, what is after octo? Someone out there, tell us. Is <laughs> after, it nano? I don't know. Is it someone, someone who uh, knows uh, Latinish better than us will tell us? Rick Actor, what's up, man? What's up with you? Hey, man, I just want to know who moves your cheese, man. I'm glad to be on, man. It's been a year. You know, the last time I was on, I came on and I wanted to talk about my shenanigans back home here mm-hmm. in Detroit, Michigan. And man, I thought I had a soft commitment to coax you from deep in the oh, south boy. to come up north and uh, uh, help uh, us do Detroit. some things with these firearms and right, uh, right, right. welcome I'm, women into the culture. Uh, I'm definitely helping. We're talking about it tonight. <laughs> Am I we be- are. And you, know, <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Uh-huh. If I forget to tell you, right. I'm going to thank you up front, man. Thank okay. you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Rick. It's uh, I forgot. I forgot how the energy level goes up <laughs> when Rick you know is what? on the show. It's kind you know of <laughs> people. People are familiar with with people who are like shy and quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, recluses, right? Uh huh. I'm on the other edge of the spectrum, man. I'm yeah. like, I wouldn't say, you know, extreme, but uh, I'm not shy, man. I am not shy. I am many <laughs> things, but shy is not one of them. Listen, it's that this it's like family to me. When Lola first met me and she came around my family. She always thought we were fighting, and I was like, no, we're just talking. This is how we talk. So that's how it goes. Also, let me introduce, Rod Mills is here of uh, Scorched Earth Firearms Training. Rod Mills also joining us. What's up, Rod Mills? Hey, how's it going, man? What's your your porn star name, Rod Mills? Uh, You know, we know Rick Uh, has laid. What's your porn star name? My name is... uh... Paul's Mentholiftus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All so, right. So when, we were, when we were doing the banter before the show started, right. you were starting to tell me about your experiences down uh-huh. south, I guess, when you are in college meeting some folks from Detroit. Uh-huh. What did you think cool. about folks from Detroit when you met those people from Detroit right. that was down there in school with you? Oh, boy. All right, so I, I'll tell you one thing. So I'm from Jacksonville. So I'm from Florida, Okay. So I went to Alabama State, and one thing I can tell you, man, when I got to Alabama State, the most beautiful women on campus were from Detroit. And you can always tell, <laughs> hey, back then, you could always tell women from Detroit because their hair was laid, they had those... Uh-huh. Um, wait, wait, black, they, that hair was what? Laid. <laughs> Well, there we go. Okay, we you go. had to explain that. Not everyone knows what that means. Every time someone says "lay," yeah, okay, oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I'll do it. We'll do it right here, right here. Someone's gonna get mad at me for that one. Every time. Hey, hey Rick. So, so continue. Continue. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. They always had those black ride boots on, and they always had they had coach belts, right? So uh-huh. I was 
So what year is this, Rod Mills? What year? Sorry to interrupt. 80, 87, 87. 87, okay. So by me being from Jacksonville, we didn't I didn't know anything about coach. So I was always wondering why is why do y'all walk around with y'all tags on your uh, belts and stuff? So they were like, man, this is coach. And I'm like, what's coach? And they were like, man, you must be from the backwoods. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. They made you like a straight up bumpkin. Isn't hey, that the word, hey, bumpkin? Hey, exactly. But I, I tell you, I, I went through the women from Detroit. I went to, uh, I dated a girl from Cass Tech, uh, Renaissance, okay. Cooley, okay. Wait, wait, that's my alma mater. What's your alma well, mater? Cooley. Well, Cooley. Thomas M. Cooley High School. Well, Cooley, oh. Cooley is, uh, they, that was, they, 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 that was in movies, down. right? That was in movies. No, that wasn't that Cooley High, but, oh, you know, no, this no. is the other one that's in Detroit. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so first man, of all, he's I got that grin on his face talking about his college yeah. escapades. Man. Yeah. Here's he, the, just went, he just went to another place in time right now. Look at him. Yeah, hey. he's reminiscing. Hey. That was some. That was uh, some a sweet poontang, or something uh, like that. Hey. Rod Mills. Uh, let, me, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. Why is it? Why is it some dudes when they meet someone they have to reminisce? So like if you just met a dude from Nigeria, you'd be like, you know, man, those Nigerian chick, damn. Let me tell you about some Nigerian. Yeah. I can't tell you nothing about a Nigerian. Or you meet someone from Jamaica, you're like, man, you know these Jamaican chicks. That's what Rod, Rod Mills is. That guy. He went to that place. Yeah, he has all the women there. archived. <laughs> what he knows about geography is what kind of women come from that place. Hey, every time, every time we have homecoming, I go back and I'm like, man, oh, boy. them girls from Detroit, boy. What? No. Wait, 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 wait! Stop right there! Stop right there! Say the name of my hometown again. Detroit. No, it's not Detroit. No, 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 no. Oh, it's Detroit. It's what? Oh, y'all. Okay, that's the way y'all say it. It's Detroit. It's not Detroit. It's Detroit. Not Detroit. Oh boy. And if you ever get someone to try to spell it and they've never seen it before and they just try to like sound it out. They always get the I and the O transposed, and it looks like the riot. But no, it's Detroit. <laughs> Actually, the name of the city was initially Villa de Trois, right? <laughs> city <laughs> by the Strait. So that comes from uh, that's what Villa de Trois means. City by the Strait. City by the Strait. Oh. Founded in 1701. I didn't know Detroit was French. Well, I mean, the yeah, guy that founded Antoine de la Mont, whatever his name is, 1701. Y'all right across the river from uh, from uh, Toronto, right? No, not Toronto, Windsor. Windsor, Windsor. Okay, Windsor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, look. In I'll Ontario. Throw, there we go. I'm throwing, I'm throwing up Detroit. for It's, okay, I get it. But I see why people say D, though. I, I get it why people say D. I say Detroit, but. You know, no, it's like but, tomato, but, tomato. Hey, okay, okay, explain it to me. Why do people say D instead of duh? That's right. Well, that's the because, southern thing. Yeah, because some people are from the backwoods. Some people are from the... <laughs> yeah, I'm from Guyana, but I'm a little bit more cultured than that. <laughs> you from Guyana? Yeah, I was born in Guyana, yeah. In South America. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
So tell me about the tell me about tell me about the chicks you know from Guyana. I've seen you and talked to you. Why am I just now learning this? There's a lot of things about me that people don't know, man. See, see, the difference with you is you actually. Whenever you come on, you ask questions. You ask questions. That's what I like about you. You ask questions. Everyone else comes on and they just want to talk about themselves. So that's why. You know, uh, well, I know everything there is. I think to know about me. I mean, it might be some yeah. things going up there that uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm mm-hmm. not paying attention to. But mm-hmm. uh, I pretty yeah. much got that handled, man. I want to talk about Hank Strange and what <laughs> Hank Strange is doing on the 30th and the 31st. The, of what? Of what I month? Think, I think I think he and Lola oh can jump in the Scooby Doo mobile and come on up north. Listen, for a few right days. here in this. Uh, that window right there, I, I've got the event. So it's the 11th annual free women's shooting event for 2022, right? Do you see it? It's right over there. We can go full screen on it, actually, so everyone can see. Uh, event by Rick Ector. Um, legally armed in Detroit. It's all there. And you've got like 771 people going or interested. So there you go. Tell us about your event that you're having that I won't necessarily be showing up there, but I will um, help get some other people to show up there. In the future, Rick, sometime in the future, I will show up there. Uh, Not right now with these gas prices. The Hank Strange from the past gave us one of those predictions about this year, man. And I'm starting to wonder if you should give up the whole fortune telling business. So, Rick, uh, so let me tell you, Rob Mills can attest to this. Rick tried to make me feel guilty in the backdrop before this. And I was like, I don't have any kind of shame, man. I don't have any kind of shame. <laughs> you just own it. You just gonna yeah. own it and be like, okay, once I accept it, acknowledge it, right. and like not even care about like not coming through. No, listen, like, you're, all, you're gonna try to suck all the wind from out of the sails and think that that's gonna detract me from my goal of 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 holding you accountable, man. Because you said some words to me, man. You said next year. Did I say next year? Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, I the definitely. Rent is, the rent <laughs> is due. I guess I'm like a politician. I'm more like a politician than I do. I guess that's what's going on here. A couple of things here. Shout out to everyone who's out there. I see like Dan hates you. He's uh, uh, he's out there. 42 Chills says, take the Hank jet. Um, and Bri- uh, Brian Quick says, Hank, can you say Camaro? There you go. Camaro. What's that? Camaro. It's a car. Camaro. 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 Yeah. That's what I'm... uh, Yes. I guess that's how, uh, you know, some people pronounce those words. They say Camaro. That's what some people down... That's how some people down (laughs) south pronounce those words that sound differently from the folks up north. No, no. That's not a down south thing. I I say that... um, Believe it or not, I... When I came to America, I had a British accent. So that's how I say... That's what I say. So can tomorrow. you like turn that off and on? Not anymore. I used to um I used to be able to, but you know, it's been a while. I've been here since the eighties. So okay. you know, if I'm around so a bunch have... of British people, I used to live in England, I used to live in Nigeria, and but I went to England as a kid. I left Guyana at five and I went to England. That's really Do you where do, I you, do up. you remember from five what that was like? Or is I, it like just I remember everything from since I was five years old. Before five years old, like Guyana is kind of blurry to me. 
you know um i remember walking through cotton fields and stuff like that in guyana i remember being uh chased by people or whatever because i'm i'm mixed i'm half indian and half black and in the 70s believe it or not in guyana that wasn't actually cool <laughs> guyana is like half I've indian and half... cotton field man you've never seen a cotton field no i mean like in movies and like in a picture <laughs> oh okay i'm the only one i've seen on it yeah, yeah. Come on. that has never seen a cotton field yeah, why do, Why have you never seen a cotton field, Rick? Come on down here, we got plenty. They don't grow cotton up north, man. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some different reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. It's not. Listen, I understand all the connotations. It's funny. The other day, I was in. I think I was in Walmart, and I saw like a fake plastic cotton plant, and I was telling Lola, I was like, "Oh man, I, we should we should get that and put that in the van." Lola was like, "Oh no, we can't put." We can't put this cotton plant in the van. That's, you know, that's not a good look. I was like, what are you, why? Why would it not be a good look? And she's, you know, obviously, like, you know, you had slaves working in the cotton fields. I was like, yeah, but Man, that's I not, that's not the know, cotton's I fault. I probably wouldn't even recognize a cotton plant. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you know one when you see one. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Um, do you know that you can actually eat those things? <laughs> I know yeah, that's what Yeah, you did yeah, uh, uh, there's I mean, a, like, there's like a fruit. Like, straight up raw, would you have to not like the, cook not it? Really, no, not really the cream. cotton, but there is a fruit. I remember eating certain parts of it when I was a kid. So No, um, not a cotton plant. No, not, you can't really eat the cotton, necessarily, but... Um, you can't, well, you, you damn sure can't eat the other part. The other you can eat anything, part. man. If you could eat squirrels. Okay, so... Eat squirrels. The, the other part of the cotton plant is spikes. So I know you can't eat that. If you was this are, squirrel reference like completely random, or have you guys had some previous correspondence on the proper preparation of squirrel meat? Oh, I don't know anything about the preparation of squirrel meat, but okay. yes, people people always talk about how squirrels good eating. So there's a cotton plant right, right there. So that's there's why I said, if you see those little spike things there, you can't eat those. Trust me, you cannot eat any part of a cotton plant. I'm looking at this like I've never seen it before. Plants man. are in different stages, Rod Mills. Plants are in different stages, so every plant has a every plant has a fruit. Every plant has a fruit. So there you go. Uh, Dan hates you. Says they make candy out of cotton. No. That's is not, that like where cotton candy true. comes from? No, it, cotton no, candy is just true. sugar, man. It's just sugar. <laughs> you I know, know that. At the state well, fair, at the state fair, <laughs> they take that little inner, they sugar take that little cardboard tube and they roll it around the inner circumference of the machine and they yeah. That's like just like taking cotton. sugar and making it like um, almost like a spider web kind of thing. Is yeah, yeah. It. yeah, yeah. So that's what um, Night Train says. There's a lot of cotton picking plants in Georgia. There's a lot of them in Florida too. Um, Florida, where, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, actually, actually, where I live, the area that I live used to be the watermelon capital of the world. Where I live, the part of Florida that I'm in. Was the there one. that much of them growing at any given period of time? Huh? Well, yeah, and so, right, so, so, right now well, we're in watermelon season right now, and around watermelon season, you know, like those big yellow school buses, right. you'll you'll see old ones of those where they cut the tops off, and they're just packed. The whole school bus is packed up with watermelons, and you'll see like twenty of those school buses driving down the road, 
and uh, you'll see the watermelons falling off, all kinds of craziness happening. That's how. So, so answer me this: since you know all things watermelon, other than a fruit <laughs> no, salad, really. can you do something else with like food preparation with a watermelon? With like, a watermelon, I know you. I've yeah. seen people grill it, but it doesn't make any damn sense to me. No, I mean, That's I would people... think that from a culinary standpoint, watermelon would be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Uh. I would have say watermelon. And you guys have more of it than anywhere else. Yeah. No, I would have say watermelon. I think watermelon is the like perfect fruit, man. You could take watermelon and just eat it, and it's delicious. It's sweet and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's got a lot of liquids and it's freaking awesome just in its own state. So I think so, it's so a pretty you, perfect. So you put salt on your watermelon when you eat it, or no salt? Salt or no salt? I, I can't I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. Why is there? Are you why was why you was salt be going on a watermelon? You don't salt on your watermelon when you eat it. Rod Mills, have you? What what is he talking about? I, I don't eat watermelon, but uh, I've seen I've seen. You know what? I'm talking to two brothers from yeah. the south, so maybe this is a northern. Thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, like, Rod Mills. No, 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 why don't you eat watermelon, Rod? Why don't you eat I've watermelon? I've seen I've seen people down here eat it. Um, Salt on watermelon. I mean, oh. mm. yeah, it's, that's that's nothing northern about that. They do it down here. Okay. Oh, okay. Hank, Hank yeah. just isn't up on yeah. it. Yeah. This is yeah. Just this is this sound is just so we could keep an eye. We've got like uh, seventeen seconds left here. I'm just wondering why does Rod Mills not eat watermelon quickly, Rod? Before we take the break. No, I don't. I don't eat watermelon, collard greens, any of that. What? Okay. Nope. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to come back and dig into this in a second. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old U.S. of A. and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. Yeah, so Lola is asking this question. She says, why on earth would you put salt on a watermelon? Um, I don't know. These people Seasoning. Are... That's how you season? season a watermelon before you eat it. Uh, watermelon no. without salt is so boring. Rick, where's are you Lola? Where's like Lola from? Is she a normal? Is she like Floridian? <laughs> Lola like, was hey. born in Ghana, West so, Africa. So some oh, people okay. eat... Some people put sugar on their grits. I don't. Oh, I, you I know what? You know what? Grits are not grits until you have butter and sugar on your grits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a grits guy. I'm a you know I'm a cream cream of wheat guy. You don't eat grits at all. No, I don't. Really, no, I've had it. I've had it before, but I, I'm not a fan of it. But listen, before so we get too it. far, okay, so go ahead, Rod. He's telling me about watermelon. He don't eat grits. So that's that's the same thing, right? No, I want to know why you don't. I I want to know. I do not believe you guys are from the south if you don't eat watermelon I, and grits, man. You're, am, your southern, your southern whatever. Your your southern card has been revoked, man. I'm not from well, the he, south. I'm I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the deeper south than this south. Trust me, I'm from South America. So I was born but, on, on not, the equator. You can't count him, Rick. But for me, I'm born and bred in the South. But my everybody in my family ate, you know, grit. I mean, um, not I eat grits, but um, everybody in my family ate watermelon and uh, collard greens and everything, turnips, all of that. So, so what's up with collard greens, it. man? You, you don't eat collard greens? 
Yeah. But guess what? The thing yeah, is, Rob Mills, why are you racist against collard greens, man? Why? Wait, 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 wait. Do you eat mustard greens or turnip greens? No, but I eat uh, spinach. So you don't do it. Do Do you even eat a salad or anything? Do you have you eat a salad? Very, very rarely. Very rarely. Oh, yeah. okay. You're like a carnivore. Yeah, right. I'm with so, that. I won't but, eat a salad but, but either. I tell you this, my daughter does the same thing, but she never got that from me. So Where you just get it from? I don't know because her mom she grew up her watching mom, you not eat it, and so she said she wasn't going to eat it, just like Dad I, doesn't I, eat it. No, no, because um, her mother eats it, all of that, and I don't, and so it's like I think she, my grandmother didn't eat it. So I think it's going. But so, my but dad, here, but here's the question I'm asking you: Is it this just that you don't like the taste of watermelon, or you don't like right, the taste right. of corn? Okay. Well, I, I don't eat hardly any fruit. I mean, the only fruit I may eat is an orange, and if I'm eating an apple, it's got to be pureed up into like a smoothie. Okay. Oh. Oh, now I so, know what's wrong with you. <laughs> so it ain't got nothing to do with watermelon. He needs to incorporate some fruit into his diet. You're gonna get scurvy. You're gonna get scurvy, right? Right, right, right. Rickets and walking around here with big bones, right? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. Lola says I'm a northerner. I can tell you one thing. My so I'm from the Caribbean. If people want to know, Lola says I'm a northerner. I'm not a northerner either. I'm from the Caribbean. I'm an American. I know. So I'm like, oh, you're an American. Yes, I'm an American. Very proud of it. But I'm from the Caribbean. That's uh, where, like, that's how I was born and raised. And one thing I could tell you is if my mother, if there was food and you didn't eat the food, you get like You didn't eat. You, if you no, didn't eat what was prepared, you didn't eat, right? No, is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh, no, you will eat with tears. <laughs> you oh, will, no, you, man. You, you will be beaten you, and you will eat. beat you to make you eat? <laughs> Uh, some things, yeah. Some things for sure. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Top three things that Hank Strange does not like to eat, and you have to beat him to make him eat it. Uh, I don't like. About? I don't like shrimp. That's one thing. What? I don't like shrimp. You don't like shrimp? No, no. Man, what is wrong with you? No, I don't like shrimp at all. No, 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 no. Did you ever see the movie Forrest Gump? Yes. <laughs> And yeah. you saw all the different ways that he could yeah. like. Yeah, I, did they mention curry shrimp? Like you know, I've been forced beaten to eat curry shrimp and all that. You know, with my mom being Indian, my mom would curry a lot of things. But no, I don't like shrimp. So that's one thing I can wow, tell you. Wow, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get off of shrimp. You, you floored me with that one. Number two. What's number two? Oh, I can't. Uh, well, I, this is not something I had to be. But like, I didn't grow up eating pork, so I don't eat pork. Okay, so you don't like pork. Yeah, okay. yeah. My dad was uh, my you dad was what? raised as a seven day Adventist, so there was no pork. You don't like, eat oysters, man. I'm thinking of yeah. I don't eat oysters. No, and I don't also. I don't eat snail penis like some people. I'm not gonna mention, but some people, someone who's on this podcast eats conch penis or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Are you serious? Yes, I wonder who that is. <laughs> is that like a delicacy of some sort? I'm asking all the questions. You know, it's not me. <laughs> I think we're show. I think we're ruining you, Rick. We are bringing down the gun community. <laughs> someone is gonna say. Someone is gonna tell me. I can't believe you had Rick Actor on your show and you talked to him about snail penises and all kinds of craziness. You know what they say? When in Rome, do as the Romans do, man. And apparently, uh, 
You run a very interesting ship here, man. Number yeah. three. What's so, number three? So Aspen Warrior is saying that Hank don't like shrimp. He eats his steak well done. He doesn't eat bacon. His food opinions what? are you irrelevant. You don't eat pork, so you no, don't I don't eat pork. Bacon. Yeah, you don't uh, eat ham either, right? I no, I eat turkey bacon or beef bacon, stuff like that. And yes, I like my steaks well done. I don't like eating blood. Wait, a lot of a lot of a lot of who eats a well done steak, man? I mean, it's got to be like exceedingly tough, like shoe leather, man. No, not shoe leather, but it needs to be. It needs to be seared, man. I don't. I don't like seeing. I mean, you the, can have it. You can blood. have it seared on the outside and have a nice pink center, right? Yeah, that I'm okay with. Yes, that I'm okay so with. See, if I'm eating a steak, I eat my steak medium, man. Medium. Well, it's still juicy. But I think has- I, I, I think this is perspective. To a lot of, pe- of people, medium well done is overcooked. It is. That's what, I like, didn't say medium well. well that's I what Asper Warrior is talking about. That Asper Warrior is one of those people that just eats raw meat. That's there are it. Some people that do that, man. They yeah. might throw it on the grill and like flip it. No, like just slice it off the cow and eat it. That's how. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know. <laughs> he says that it's not. Uh, it isn't. That isn't blood. It's just the color from the proteins, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Lola says she has me eating medium rare now. So my kids by the way don't uh my kids are not happy about that. They like steaks the American way. I like my food. I like my food cooked, man. I've lived outside of America. See, you guys in America that are used to having like healthcare and stuff like that, you can you can eat a raw steak and eat clams and all kinds of craziness and you'll be okay. But you know, people who grow up uh in third world countries if you if you get sick, you're just gonna die. Okay, you're just gonna sit I mean, there suddenly, and die. Suddenly, the mood of the room just changed, <laughs> man. And now we're talking about foodborne illnesses and dying and death. A certain pall has fallen over the virtual room here. Man. Okay, all right. What do you? What do you? You know, you're the guest here on the show, Rick. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> look, man, you look, look, let me tell you, uh-huh. I have been on a number of uh, podcasts and shows and things, man, and uh, I'm on my publicity cruise, my, my publicity blitz right now, man. So, you know, I'm talking about this little thing that I'm doing, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the month, roughly two weeks and a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I am going to empower women with knowledge about handgun operation man i'm going to teach them uh some fundamental firearm safety rules and i'm going to teach them how to safely handle a gun how to load it go into the booth and put some holes in a target silhouette man what's going look look it's going to be (laughs) a blast unintended (laughs) Right. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So folks out there who want to get involved in what's happening, it's happening in Detroit, right? Um, yes, sir. It's July 30th at 9 a.m. Uh, until July 31st at 7 p.m. How do people get involved? Well, I mean, go to my uh, Rick's Firearm Academy of Detroit page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Michigan CCW. My personal profile page on Facebook is facebook.com forward slash 
Detroit CCW. I am Detroit CCW on Twitter. I'm Detroit CCW on Instagram. Can you guess my handle on YouTube? Uh, Rick Gets Laid. Detroit CCW, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had some momentum building. My IDs I've given you have all been Detroit CCW. Okay, and hold on you, a second. I got to find it. Uh-huh. And, then, and then you like blurted out lay in a in a fashion as if you had like Tourette's or something just blurted it out you know I think you're like wanting to say it over and over again man and it's cool I want you to get it out of your system I want you to feel comfortable saying it legally armed oh, in Detroit yeah uh I'm very comfortable <laughs> saying it okay so here we go if you guys are searching it I'll pull up uh, the screen here this is how you find it Detroit CCW. I'll make sure I'm following it for that's this particular. That's on. Uh, that's my Instagram. And what's that yeah. right there? Uh, yeah. There take a look at my last. Take a look at my last few posts, man. Tell you okay. What, let's hit, see. Hit, let's see what you got. Gun, on, gun ownership on, in America here. Where are you? Um, and Aspa Warrior, who's in the chat, already liked it. By the way, Aspa Warrior says, uh, he says, "Amen, brother. Do that shit. Women need to find pa- that power and use it." So there you okay. go. That's from Asper Warrior, who already liked your thing. So he follows you. So we've we've got some people who are following you on there. Man, um, you know what? I made a post to uh, at least Twitter telling folks I was coming over, and I threw up a, a cool. quick post, you know, on Facebook. Actually, I was going to put it on all of my social media properties, mm-hmm. but I got, like, the uh, logon information, like, you know. Yeah, we do that right before the show, man. This is important. Like, right before is, showtime, man. This is freestyling over here, man. We freestyle it. You know what? I'm trying to, like, let my people, my followers, okay. like, I'm trying to turn them on to the strangeness of Hank. Yeah, and they're, let them come they're, they're either here or they will get here. We're going to go out on audio. We're going to go up on YouTube. You know, I, I shared it up in some places. I they're want here my people to know about you. So I'm like, hey, okay. come check out Hank Strange, right? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. I see you uh, You did something with, with Dana Lash. Yes, yeah, I was on the show yesterday. With Dana. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very yesterday, cool. I had uh, four She's interviews looking... yesterday, man. Wow, okay. So this is the so basically like you said you're on your you're on the uh, the publicity tour right now I'm trying to see I what am. else uh, let's see oh I here's another here's another here's another post here you look angry you look angry oh man because right. we were, we had a topic to talk about man firearm advocate firearm pushes advocate. back ahead, on Detroit ahead, police okay firearm advocate pushes back on Detroit police chief wanting assault weapon ban bam there you go yeah they just had so, a uh, police get killed there. So, so there was this, you know, really sad story out of Detroit uh, a few days ago, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it concerned itself with a police officer who uh, went to uh, this man's house, you know, in accordance to doing his job. And uh, the police officer was ambushed and killed, man. And mm-hmm. uh, it was really sad. And uh, his partner started rendering aid, trying to, uh, you know, help him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was exposed to the bad guy because he still had a gun and was still able to shoot. And uh, luckily, some other officers were able to take the bad guy down, man. And so in the aftermath of uh, this tragedy, you know, there has been a call by our local police chief back home. He wants to uh, ban 
so-called assault weapons, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, in that article, you know, I made it perfectly clear that uh, the city of Detroit, the Detroit Police Department, you know, everybody, you know, who works in that 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 space in public safety, you know, to keep the public safe, you know what? You have my total, complete sympathy. But uh, once you start using a tragedy and then try to transition over to mm -hmm. uh, using it as an opening to start railing against the Second Amendment, then I'm going to say, okay, we were together in solidarity up to this point. Now mm -hmm. that we're having the, hey, ban long guns, ban mm -hmm. rifles and shotguns, this is kind of where the conversation is going to diverge. And uh, let's have a conversation and a debate about it because I am, if anything, 100% pro-gun. <clears throat> I don't care what mm -hmm. kind of gun it is. Pistol, rifle, shotgun, you name it, it should be legal. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's interesting... This is the same, like today is one of those days where there's a lot of people mad at cops out there, right? I'm not saying they're mad at all cops. I definitely um, don't see the world that way. I think that there are um, a lot of cops out there that take their profession very seriously, and it's a really dangerous profession. And, um, you know, I've got like family members and friends and people that I love that are police officers. But with everything happening same here, in, same yeah. here. I have family and friends that are yeah. law enforcement. Yeah, and with everything happening in Uvalde, I know people are mad. I mean, basically what happened in U Uvalde was, like, uh, horrible for, for these cops to, um, you know, stand back for 77 minutes on the scene and not do anything. So there's, there's people mad about it. But all these things that happen, there's, there's folks out there, their first reaction is to go, yeah, this is why we should take these guns away. But, but the, the, the people out there who have sense in their heads... They don't have that reaction. It makes them go, this is why I need the guns. Exactly. You know what? I think of most of America, when they saw all of the riots that were part of the so-called peaceful protests that were happening all over the country, mm -hmm. I think it stirred so much angst and fear in so many anti-gun people, man. They scared them into gun ownership. And that's why we had, what was it, last year? We broke a, uh, a record for firearm sales in this country, man. Yeah. And uh, some people, you know, when things slowed down a little bit, turned them back in or resold or sold them back. But a lot of people didn't, man. Mm -hmm. And so there are going to be some consequences behind that. You have a lot more people who not only have a financial investment <clears throat> in gun ownership, they mm -hmm. also have an emotional investment because they're associating this firearm with their safety. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, mm -hmm. Once they become even more familiar, who knows? Some of the pol uh, held political views on a lot of other things might be open to interpretation and may change as a consequence. Because, you know, in the political space, man, people are treating guns as if it's a binary proposition. Like if you're a gun rights person or you're a gun owner, you know, they either think you're crazy or you be, you belong or beholden to, you know, one particular political party, man. But mm -hmm. uh, the way I see it, if you are concerned about your safety and you take your job seriously as the covering and the protector of your family, a firearm is indispensable. Why wouldn't you own a gun? 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ron, yep. I know you want to say some stuff. Go ahead. I know you want. No, I mean, uh, he, he's exactly right. I mean, it's a shame that, um, you know, well, the, the one thing I'm going to tell you is this. Um, and it's ironic, uh, Rick, that uh, I don't know if you know who T Electric is. He's um, a, a Detroit guy. Uh, that has, there you, there you that go. Has, you said it again. De- <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> wait, wait. Say it one more time. Detroit. There you go. There you go. Uh, Detroit. Uh, uh, so he, yeah, he's go. a Detroit guy, and um, you know his main thing is. As a matter of fact, he lives right around the corner from where the, uh, the cop got killed, and he was saying that this is the main reason why we need uh, these uh, these weapons. Because keep in mind. When someone, if someone breaks into your home or somebody's going to shoot you or anything, you want to have at least what they have or something more lethal than what they have. You don't want to have below what they have. I mean, that's why cops started uh, carrying uh, AR-15s now after what happened um, in um, Los Angeles at the bank. Because guess what? Those guys did not have any type of assault weapon. They had to go to the local gun store that was around the corner from the bank mm-hmm. and then get ammo from them and then try to, you know, you know, dispose of the uh, the bank robber. But, you know, I tell anybody, hey, get you something, an assault weapon <laughs> that, <laughs> hey, you know what, that's going to be able to handle the situation. Now, me as an instructor, um, a certified instructor, I tell them, hey, once you get that weapon, get instruction. Don't just get the thing and that's it. My hardest thing is when I find out, when I get my students, they were like, well, man, we didn't know all of this entail in, you know, firearms instructor. I'm like, yeah, it does. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the movies. You just can't go out there and think you're John Wick. You, you need to be trained. I, 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 yeah. You know what? I want to take that class. You got a John Wick class, man? <laughs> I need some John Wick training, man. Listen, I, we're going to take, we're gonna take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming right back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear. Bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio? Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience. High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. All right. So um, there's there's one thing I was going to say before we continue here. You know, typically when when you talk to people who get into things, one of the things you find out is you run out of ammo really quick. I was um, just re-looking at video today when I was in the barbershop from Bun B. I don't know if you guys are okay. familiar with uh, Bun B, the wait, rapper. Wait, 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 wait. I know you see all this gray, man, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, uh, Bun, no, B, Bun B is great, no, too, wait, wait, man. Wait, wait, we all wait. gray. Hey, you don't look that gray, man. I'm, what are you talking about, man? I got gray. Okay, I'm, yeah, there we go. How old? Okay, how okay? How old are you, Rick? How old are you? For me? Yeah. Oh no, man! I'm gonna put you on front street. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how much you care or don't care. Uh, Give me a number. Give me a number. So okay. Listen, I'm 50 years old, so I think you're probably. Oh, okay. I'm That's gonna. Cute. S- I'm gonna say you're. I'm gonna say you're 72. <laughs> Rod Mills, how old are you, and how old do you think Rick Actor is? 
I'll be, 52. I'll be 52 in September. So how old do you okay. think Rick, at, Rick is? Okay, so Rick... So hold, hold, hold on. Rick I'm is the, from... I am Rick the senior from, man on the show tonight. Rick is from Detroit. So right. Yes, thank from, you for pronouncing it correctly, man. I fixed you. <laughs> oh, boy. People from, people from Detroit and Chicago age faster than us. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. <laughs> So, so I'm actually like 36, right? Mm. Okay, <laughs> give us an age. Give us an age, Rod Mills. Uh, Rick's, Rick's like 56. 56. Yeah, you real hot, man. You real close. On on the 25th <laughs> of September, uh-huh. I will be 55, man. 55? Okay, okay, you're still young. You're still young, man. You're still in the I category. Know, man, I, don't, I don't need the patronization, man. I don't. I don't need yeah. you to try to. You're still, you're still in the category. And make me feel better, man. Look, you're still I'm in still the category with the rest of us. You. you know what I'm gonna Rick, tell you? Said you were 72. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. You get the 55, man. You get there. Oh yeah, I'll be happy. Listen, I wasn't. I. I. The way that I grew up, man, I was shocked when I got to 21. No, no oh. shit. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in New York City, man. I grew up in, uh, you know, Queens. in New York City, in Queens, far Rockaway, son, in the okay. crack 80s. <laughs> so, oh, man, look. Oh. You know, so, I mean, it was you know, cra- that, that cracking was AIDS. Cra- cracking AIDS. epidemic was a weird moment in American history, wasn't it? It was surreal. Yeah. When I look back on it, I feel like, I feel like it was a movie. It really was, did. and then they've made several movies about it too. It's surreal well, we're going to me. It was right now with fentanyl. Yeah, um, man, that's another, that's another yeah, but one. you know, I agree with you. I I think that fentanyl is even worse. But that particular thing was weird, man. When you saw like, when you saw your friends' parents were crackheads, it's like, yo, yeah. what's happening? You know. And what about the functional crackheads? Yeah, there was a lot of craziness that happened in in those times. So. When people think of crackheads, they think of um, what was what's the uh, comedian? Felicia, Felicia from Friday. Right. Yeah. yeah. All crackheads went like that. No, or you Dave, Chappelle, like or Dave Chappelle in um, I forgot what was that? Yeah. What was Dave Chappelle the crack? He was a crackhead in a lot of movies back in the days. Yeah. Uh, but a yeah. lot of crackheads <laughs> were like us, functional crackheads. Yeah. It's, they held a job. It's weird. It's a, it was such a weird thing. But here's the thing. So I was talking about Bun B, and Bun B, he, yeah. w- he was discussing how um, him and his wife were part of a home invasion. And one of the things that he... So he didn't... As the, as, the, as the victims? Yeah, they were the victims of a home invasion. They were on the road, and they had just come back. And I didn't real This happened more than a year ago, and I didn't realize it at the, at the time that um, exactly everything that happened. So I was looking at the video again in the barbershop, and... Um, Basically, didn't they off, didn't, didn't he grab his gun and what, actually ran out the house shooting it down the street at him. Yeah, because he was, he was like running away. He had like a multi-level house, and he came home and he went to the bathroom, and and someone rang the doorbell, and his wife answered the door, and the guy pushed in with a gun and had that gun to her head, and she started screaming, and he was trying to rob her, and I think she just said like, "Here's the here's the keys to to my car. Take uh take the car." Um, but the thing is, which uh, ironically, that car turned out to be like a Audi R8, which I, did, I never realized that before. But that's sidetrack. So he was in the bathroom. He didn't have any clothes on. And he heard all of this and he ran into the uh, his bedroom where he had his gun. 
And then he came down and got into a shootout with this guy inside and outside of the house. And he ran out. He actually ran out of bullets. And one of the reasons he said is that his gun was chambered. Did he at least put on some pants? No, no. Oh, damn. So he he said that when he grabbed, he, he like, you know, when he grabbed the gun, he wanted to make sure that there was a round in there. And and instead of just like, be, like, you know, bench pressing it or pressing it or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, he basically jacked that round out of the gun and got into the shootout with the guy and then ran out of rounds. But he'd already hit the guy. And then the guy like uh, surrendered and threw his gun down and he jumped on top of the guy and started beating him up. But he was okay. out. He was out. And he was talking about the fact that he didn't have enough ammo. And this is one of the things that people don't realize, man. What if it was more than one dude? He would have definitely been in trouble. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, that, that's some of the things that we talk about when we, we you know, do some, uh, yeah. you know, some press training. Check. To- press check is what I meant to say. I don't know why I said bench press. Man, we had already moved on to something else. My brain just caught up to it. My my brain just caught up to it. You could have called me on it. I told you I have no shame. You're one of those guys, man. We've already moved on to the next topic, man. Oh, someone, someone will call me on it. You said bench press, Hank Strange. What the hell is that? Someone will call me up. But you, yes, the point is you will, you don't know. I would rather, if if I know I'm going into a fight, I'll rather have an AR. Okay. You know, if I'm out in everyday life, I don't have an AR on me. You know, I just, I, I have like a, you know, I have a gun. I have just a regular handgun on me. And uh, it's not even a full size gun because obviously I want to be, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to have a whole, you know, living in Florida, you don't have a, have a whole bunch of clothing on and all that stuff but if i know i'm going into a fight i would rather have an ar and several several magazines so so let me ask you this Mm -hmm. are you a person that you have a gun on you every at any moment that you're outside the house or are you one of those people that say oh i'm going here and i don't need it today i mean no if i don't have a gun if i don't have a gun on me where are you on that spectrum I have a gun on me even when I'm in my house. I have one on me right now. I always have a... I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants. I have a gun on me. So, yeah. I mean, all the time. I believe, like, you know, the places where you're the most vulnerable are where you're the most comfortable. So, <clears throat> you know, you should always be armed. And I think that's one of the big mistakes that he made. And then also his wife wasn't armed, which is one of the big mistakes a lot of our wives make. Yep. You know? Um, you should always be armed, even when you're home. That that firearm it does you the most good on you. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, who has time to go run around the house and start assembling all of your things? You know, your ammunition, yeah. your magazines, your your gun. I mean, it might be upstairs somewhere, like me. Mm-hmm. Wherever I am, so is my gun. I'm right here at my home at a table. Gun is right here. Mm-hmm. on the table man i don't have to go look for it it's there i know where it is if i need yeah. it right over there yeah I, I agree with that you know but you know but what but i mean i think like the the conversation about ars and these guys going after ars it's crazy and when you see this thing i know everyone's really upset about it i'm upset about it looking looking at that footage and all that kind of stuff is it's like it's it makes me sad 
um, you know, I was never in law enforcement. I wasn't in the military or anything. I'm not going to pretend or act like I'm a badass or whatever, but it makes me sad to see a bunch of professionals that their duty is to, uh, you would, you would believe it should be to run into these situations. But if you're going to a school, uh, specifically, you know, you're going to a school with children, your, your only duty is to get in front of anything that is, that is a threat to those kids and to see those guys like actually turn around and all that kind of stuff it's sad and to think that they stopped all the parents who wanted to go in there and they were the ones that had all the right tools and the right equipment and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day this is it's a reminder that it's our responsibility and you know it's something you have to take seriously because okay, these so guys won't took, be there for so you. you took us there so what is your position on guns in schools in terms of teachers, staff, uh, security guards? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I so I don't want to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't force staff or or teachers to be armed if they don't want to be. If people don't want to be armed and have uh, fears of weapons and stuff like that, I wouldn't want to force them to do it. But I think that they should allow people who want to do that and do not have a fear of it. Uh, to do it, you know, even if it, they have to go through training. Do you see irony there of a teacher being afraid <clears throat> because of ignorance mm -hmm. and not learning or having intellectual curiosity to even explore more about this thing that could save your life? Or if you really love your students like you claim you do, mm -hmm. wouldn't you want to protect them? I mean, I agree with you. <clears throat> I agree with you on that. But, yeah, I think the, pr the problem we have is that a lot of people are programmed. A lot of people, so people, there's people who have genuine fear, and I understand that, right? We all have some genuine fear of something. I am not afraid of this. Right. Yeah. Guess but, what? It's not afraid of me either, but you know what? Mm -hmm. We get along so well. Mm -hmm. We spend yeah. a lot of time together. Everywhere I go, it's with me. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I think that in, in, in all of this country, in all of this country, um, there's there are people who are like us that are not afraid, that have experience and have the desire and the will um, to get in to get in front of, of bad guys and protect children and other people. You know, and we should at least when we talk about these solutions, we don't really we don't we talk about it, but we don't ever really do anything about that. That happened here in Florida in a school where the cops also stood by and let bad things happen. The person who did it is alive, uh, you know, like said he was guilty. We haven't even sentenced him in Florida and we've added gun control to Florida in that time. So. Hey guys, let me say let me, mm -hmm. let me let me intervene real quick. Um, I was listening to a story uh, from um, a Navy SEAL that said that they were on an ops over in Iraq, and they were actually about to get ready to storm um, this boat. I guess the the boat was uh, actually um, uh, by an oil field or oil well or something, and um, the, the point guy froze at the door, froze. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that a lot of people that I know from being in the military and being a military police officer is we can train all you want to. You never know how you're going to react when the bullets start flying past your face and your ears and you get what that, that lockup syndrome mm -hmm. and, Clearly, when, when I saw 
um, that tape today, like the one guy, the one uh, police officer, you you may not have noticed it. He went outside to throw up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you could tell how nervous, you know, you should be nervous. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be nervous. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things you have no control over, man. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, it's, right. It's, it's, your, it's your brain telling, you know, you your body that you're right. in danger and that your body starts doing weird things, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're typically not in control of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like a boxer when you get hit with that, that one punch and your legs start going like spaghetti. You know, the one thing that I did see, and I looked carefully, not at the guys that were on point, but I looked at the guys that were in the back. When those guys on point, dealt with the guy and it was all over it you can all see the side release like damn i'm glad i didn't have to go in there that's their body language how their body language spoke and i, I was looking that. at that. there yes and, i mean there was also there was also one of the guys that you could tell i believe the reports say that he had a kid in that school but but he was getting held back like you could see someone actually physically um, holding on to him and holding him back. He wanted to go forward. And I think the thing is, like, I get it when, when you know, some of us are better at reacting to situations like that than other people. Some of that is natural. But anyone, regardless, even if you have even if you're a good person, when the shit hits the fan, you're, you're the kind of person that keeps acting and all that. Anyone, anything could go wrong. But in a situation like that, where time is so super critical, if if you're the person who's in doubt, get the fuck out of the way. Let the person yeah, yeah. who's not in doubt yeah. go and do what they need to do. But, right? but the thing is, Hank, that's the point of a team. The one thing is, is that they freeze up and they don't mm-hmm. really know that they're doing that. You know, your body, you know, it's one thing to have your brain functions saying one thing, and your body doing something else. So, I mean, it's easy for us to be Monday morning quarterbacks. Um, but that was a good representation of guys multiple guys locking up freezing up mm-hmm. and you can see the true human response on what they have with the body going through stress go uh, ahead rick i'm gonna know. let you yeah go for it oh i didn't really have anything uh mind altering to say man but you know the, here's the thing you unless you're prepared and god knows how do we ever know 100 percent that right. we're ready for, you know, everything hitting the fan, man. You know, mm-hmm. you just train and you just do uh, the best you can so, and hope that you're ready when it happens, man. Because yeah. here's the thing. There, there, there's a difference between being afraid and shutting down, man. I mean, if you're not yeah. afraid in that circumstance in which you could lose your life, you're not human. I mean, yeah, yeah you have a good reason to be afraid, but here's the thing. You act accordingly despite the fear. But yeah, so, right. you're general, so, your body is going to let you know about it. Yeah, listen, I agree with you guys, but I have to say this. A lot of people don't have to be in these situations for us to figure out that they shouldn't be doing that job in the first place. So I'm not right. saying that you could predict even how a badass is going to act in that moment. I think it happens to everyone, right? Uh, right. Me included. But there's a lot of people you can tell that cannot handle stress. Um, I remember a long time ago when I, when I worked in New York City, um, my, my boss was actually, uh, I worked in, this thing I worked in, uh, I was a doorman, but this guy was actually 
uh, in charge of security and they put the doorman in that section. And the guy who was the boss was a police officer and he was the most chicken shit person I ever saw. And he would literally hide behind a column you know, and, and whisper instructions to me when there was bad stuff happening. So if there was someone really important in there, he couldn't face those people. Or if an emergency happened in the hospital, he would come to me and like, oh, this is, he would hide. And, and I always ask myself, like, why the, why the hell is this guy? Why the hell is this guy in charge of everyone? It's why he wasn't a police officer, why he left and he was doing this job. You could tell people who cannot handle these things. And if you look yeah. at that footage, you see that there were some guys that were already on point for whatever yeah. reason. And when the guys started firing, they, they backed up and, and evacuated from that position. You know, yeah. well, that's the worst thing. It, it, that's, the, that's the biggest mistake that was made there. Okay, because... Yeah. They could have engaged that guy right there at that point, and they backed up and regrouped. And in that in that circumstance with, with uh, kids who have no way of fighting back or doing anything to this guy, that's the worst thing to do. At least engage him and make the bullets come in your direction. I mean, this, you know, you know we can say whatever know, we want man. to, I mean, but... I mean, you know, you know, here's the thing. They were I mean, there. I'm they sure. were there. <laughs> I mean, you're there, and you have the equipment, and you have the training, but... You know, no matter who you are, I mean, you really don't know until it happens, man. You know, yeah. I get it. Know. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm telling you, and, and I think that some of these people, people could be doing some things that they unwittingly shouldn't be doing and shouldn't be. Some some of these people, some of these people could have been vetted out before this. Another thing how that you, when I. But how do you vet somebody for that, though? There's a lot of, well, in everyday life, you could see some things of this. I'm not saying it's going to indicate this unless you're actually in this stress situation. But one, one of the biggest things that I saw looking at that video is a bunch of people reacting and not enough people actually trained to do what they were supposed to do. Right. It would have been better to have one person or three people there than 20 or 30 people. And, and all these people didn't know what to do or had, you know, different things or going in different directions. So, and, and it's what I always say when we talk about cops, man, I'm for cops, but I think we need less cops with better vetting and better training that are better paid. And we're going to get better results than this. Okay. So that's an interesting, uh, take. So when you say we need less cops, you mean like less cops in overall numbers or less cops that respond to a call for assistance or there's, so, there's even been people who've been calling for no cops at all. And back yeah. here in Detroit, there was some people, some person that was talking about replace cops with uh, social work. No, I'm not. I'm that's definitely so, I agree with that. But yeah. somewhere on the spectrum, I guess we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back and talk with arms list. You can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified now with more confidence because of their built in firewall for only six ninety nine a month for personal use or thirty dollars a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider arms list. We wouldn't be able to keep the who move my freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like arms list i mean and obviously i'm not trying to be uh the person like you know talking and and here because i, I want to hear from you guys and what you think but just to clarify what i'm saying um i i don't believe in like uh you know get rid of the cops or anything like that i don't believe in that okay but what i think is that what a lot of places do 
when especially when you're talking about the big cities around America, like you're talking about LA, Miami, New York City, right? What they do is just hire police officers en masse, you know, and then what we wind up having is like you have quotas. Okay, you got to have so many men, so many women, so many black people, so many, you know, this thing and that thing. And there's a lot of cops out there that aren't properly vetted. These people shouldn't necessarily be police officers. They're not meant well, to they take... Don't, they don't have the... Um... They're not moral people or I think it's they, a, don't respond, they don't respond to stress well. It's a number of different they, things. Yeah, everyone shouldn't necessarily be on the streets. I'm not saying they can't be police officers, but you know, maybe they, maybe they should just be pushing paperwork somewhere other than uh, being the ones who could be in a situation like this. And often what we're seeing is just hiring. Just people are getting hired and you're not finding the right people. You, you can get more out of three, just like I just said to you, you can get more out of three dudes who know what they're doing and they were meant to do this thing, okay? They have every, whatever it is, they have everything that it takes to do it. You can get more out of those three dudes than 30 dudes that you just hired because of quotas or 300 guys because you hired because of quotas. And I think that's I the problem. Even, we don't have a proper I think, approach. Well, I think you're going to eventually get what you want because there is a, a shortage of people willing to pursue a career in law enforcement these days. I mean, particularly when you see a lot of anti-cop sentiment out there. And yeah. uh, I agree with you that. Know, if you're a young person just starting off in your professional life, I would think that probably someone that's been in a profession for a while might try to, you know, talk that person out of it because I don't, you know, I'm not even sure if I believe that the institutions or the people or the community respects them like they used to or treats them like they should, man. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I agree. And see, my thing is, man, I, I give the, the profession as a whole, I give them like uh, mad respect and I appreciate what they do. And some people might say, well, there might be a bad apple here too. But there's a bad apple in every profession. So, you know, yeah. I understand that too, man. But, uh, you know, we had a situation here where a cop, you know, lost their life in, in, in the course of their duties, man. So, uh mm -hmm. You know, if there's a definition for hero, that would be it, man. You know. Yeah. Um, you know. I think paying I, the ultimate price. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Rod Mills, did you want to say something? Because I know okay. you're, you're you're like you you know you've done law enforcement, so I don't want to take away your ability to comment on that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, just really what you guys both both of you guys are right. I mean, no matter how much training that you're going to have is never going to prepare you for, um, you know, a, a, a situation like that. Now, I can't tell you this. Um, there's a reason why in the military, in boot camp, you have drill sergeants, because what they want you to do is they want you to do the job without thinking, okay? Such as when they send young guys over to war. Uh, they don't want you to think about the fact that you're going to war they want you to think of, uh, they want you to do what you're over there to do. Whatever your job is, do it. And then, you know, go from that. Mm -hmm. But when you got people that, that do a lot of things, and I, like for me, I know many, many uh, um, police officers here locally that they don't have it to be in the, on the SWAT team or, uh, or a critical response team, okay? 
They just don't have, they're just not that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They may be able to do patrol. And to be honest with you, a lot of those folks, they may do the minimal amount of patrol work and then they go to a desk job and then they do that for however many amount of years and then they retire. Okay. See that all the time. Okay. You know, not everybody is built for that. Everybody ain't made for to go storm a well, building. I want I want to make sure I'm clear on this because I want to make sure no one's watching or may see this thing later. You know, I, I want to be clear. You don't have to be a member of law enforcement or a member of the military to be able to properly defend yourself True. in one of those uh, chance encounters that may happen. Man, I had my run in with a bad guy before I even owned a handgun, man. And that's what ultimately chased me over to the other end of the spectrum and start looking into this handgun ownership, get trained with a firearm and be willing to fight for your life instead of just not even entertaining the thought that something like that could happen. Because you know, before I got robbed, man, I I thought I was the last person in the world that would get robbed. I just didn't, uh, in my head, see myself as someone that would get robbed. But guess what? Bad guys with guns, man, mm-hmm. they look at people differently. And you know what? Mm-hmm. They said, hey, yeah. it's two of us. We have guns. We don't think he has one. Let's go see. Mm-hmm. Let's try. They go, when they look, they look and see who's the weakest out of all of them or who's a, the, the person that they'll get the less, least amount of uh, resistance from. And then at that point, that's who they usually would choose. They're not going to never choose the guy that they know that has an AR-15 or a Glock or whatever, you know, they're going to look and they're going to size you up to see, okay, you know what? He don't have, he don't have this or he doesn't have that. Let's go ahead and try him. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if they're not, if they're not chemically induced, but I agree with you. Yes. Usually the point of least resistance, you know, is how it works. It's like a a thing of nature, man. That's what lions and tigers and, and every other creature out there does. That's why all active shooters situations have two things in common one the shooter two they're always going to be somewhere where they have the least amount of uh, either little or no resistance yeah if they get resistance they're going to give up at any kind of pushback you know right. that's when they bullets get, start flying in their direction it becomes a completely different uh think about scenario. What the, guy from, the shooter from buffalo said that's why he went out there and scouted the area to see Okay, well, damn, am I going somewhere in gang territory where, you know, the Bloods and Crips or the El Rukins or whoever uh, are going to shoot at me? No. He went and talked to that one guy and had a conversation. And during that conversation, I guarantee you, he was looking. He probably saw a lot of old people, a lot of mm-hmm. young people, a lot of women. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to, when you go to the grocery store, Rick, uh, this, this is your question, Rick, because I know What's Hank that? don't do it. When you go to the grocery store, <laughs> what's your question? Okay, when you go to the grocery store. Do you see mostly men or women in the grocery store? In the grocery store, I mean, like what type of like a supermarket or a corner convenience store? Is no, it a no, bodega or a supermarket? Yeah, that's what we're supermarket. Oh, uh, uh, excuse me, a bodega, a bodega, not a bodega. It's not a, bo- see, it's not a bodega. Only anymore. people from New York even <laughs> use that word, man. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a guy in a bodega in New York? Who uh, I guess he got shoved to the ground. Older dude. And he, uh, yeah, these, yeah, these yeah. people were beating him up. They stabbed him and everything, and he fought back and stabbed uh, the guy yeah, who was he doing. He stabbed the guy to death, right? And now he's now he's in prison. Charges, right? He's in prison. Is, is he and the guys, 
I think so. And his and the guy's girlfriend who stabbed him, the guy's girlfriend stabbed this guy, and sh- and they won't lock her up. Oh, so, so Rick, when you go yeah. to the grocery store, what do you, the supermarket? What do you right. see? Most Rick is in Detroit, so he goes to the bodega. But uh, no, okay. I'm just so I go to the bodega, but they don't. We don't call it the bodega. You know what? What I is it in Detroit? About the story, refer to it as a bodega, and yeah. in that moment. I was like, man, I don't even know how to spell bodega, so I had to go look it up. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So whatever, wherever you call it, what what do you see mostly in there when you go? Men or women? Mostly women, man. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the the uh, Buffalo shooter chose where he went? Because mm-hmm. he saw mostly women. Okay. Mostly black African American or black women. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are, one thing that I've learned since I've been a, 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 an instructor, we are the least, especially um, black women, the least armed um, in any of any race out there. Okay, That's- I don't know, man. If you say so, I mean, are we just talking about like people who are legally armed? Because man, there's a whole class of people out there that are armed and legally well, well let's just say no let's say legally out. armed let's say legally so, armed not- my whole thing if i'm out and about and i see someone man just on how i carry a gun everywhere i make the blanket assumption that everybody's armed you um, might not be but i assume that you i are, agree with I you but i agree I tell with you, you what, i know for darn sure that i am yeah, I agree with you, but one of the problems we have like places in New York is that, you know, believe it or not, it's just the cops and the criminals. And if we're talking about women, if they aren't really hardcore criminals, if they're not gangbangers and stuff like that, they're not going to be armed. The average person that you see in New York City is not going to be armed with a gun. Not to say, I, I mean, I lived in New York City, and I know that guns exist there, that, uh, and people have guns that, that aren't carrying them legally. I get that. But the thing is, it, this is this is why what what happened in the bodega, right? These bodega owners were not armed. If it was if it was Florida, it would go a different way because you go oh, into yeah, like yeah. a gas station in Florida and and mess around, you're gonna catch some rounds. <laughs> so the problem with some of these places is the fact that they come down so much on people being armed. New York City right now, uh, that's one of the things going around in the 2A news circles, that New York City has just stopped issuing uh, CCWs altogether, even after the Supreme Court said, you know, that that what they were doing, they have no right to, to be a May issue state. They made it worse, piled a bunch of uh, laws on top of that, and then just stopped issuing them altogether. You know, so, so I got, I got well, something for I both mean, of you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, is, does people. that become a local issue in terms of the people have to elect the right person now that we have the Supreme Court reigning in and saying, hey, on some level, you have to have some type of criteria. Now, it may not be as lenient as, say, in Florida. Like, how many hours of training is a Florida concealed carry class? Mine is two hours. Okay, so two hours. Okay, in Detroit, it's eight hours, right? right. You go someplace that just got concealed carry like uh, Chicago. There's a 16. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. one of these traditional areas where the local power structure didn't want people armed and they're, and they're actually going to listen to the Supreme Court 
and come up with some set criteria to start issuing concealed carry licenses. Who knows? There might be a 25, 30 hour CPO. New York class. City did worse than that. I, I can't remember the hours, but New York City said not only did they put a ridiculous amount of hours, they also said you have to sit down in front of a judge before you do it. There's all these different things that they did. You have to get this training from a specific place. You you have to give up your social media accounts, you know, so that they can go through your social media accounts. Everything that they're doing goes against the Constitution and the Second Amendment and the ruling of the Supreme Court, but they're doing that anyway, and they are the problem. They're, they're getting in the way of people being able to defend themselves. Things like that. I'm not saying that these things don't happen in Florida because they do. But things like that happen less in places like Florida where people have, you know, uh, better access, I should say, to the Second Amendment rights. Florida has put in gun control and I'm not happy about that. But places where people have better rights, what you think is true. Most people that you see around here, that little old lady, <laughs> she's probably armed. She's probably been shooting since she was a little kid. You know, she'll right. hit you before she takes, before that gun comes out of her purse or wherever it's at. But, you know, in places like New York City, no, most people who are law-abiding, average people are not walking around with guns. Right. You know what? I'm here in Detroit, man. And you know what? I assume everybody's on, man. And you know what? They might well be. They could be. They could be. What was the question you wanted to ask, uh, Rod Mills? Go ahead, because I've right, got something. So yeah. Let's let's th- let's look at it like this. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if you are, let, let's just be honest. What political party do most African Americans or Blacks follow? They're Democrats. I would say the vast majority the de- of them are Democrats. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. So where are you going with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, but just just bear with me. If the majority uh, majority are Democrat, then that means that they're following a anti-gun leader. Am I correct or not? Well, see, here's the thing. You're right, but here's the thing. Because they're following an anti-gun leader politically, that doesn't mean that they're not a gun owner and that they carry guns and don't have a carry permit. It doesn't. You're right. But let's look at the average. The averages say that, you know what? that they're more likely are going to be anti-gun, don't want anything to do with guns. And I've learned that from being a trainer for the last, what, seven years. And regardless of that, they are empowering people to take guns away from them. So regardless, there's a lot of there's a lot of Democrats here in Florida. There's a lot of, you know, probably most black people in Florida are Democrats statistically. Right. Right. The thing is, is what what's happening in that particular situation. I think the reason why it's relevant, people are free to believe whatever they want to believe, follow any party that they want to, as far as I'm concerned. But what you're doing, though, is empowering people that want to disarm you and then also incarcerate you. When these laws are created, the people who go to prison are the people who look like us, the the most often behind these things. And then what about let's look at. Maybe they do some of them, let's say, out of every 10 people, let's say two may have a gun. How many out of those two do you think actually carry the way we carry? Right. I don't know, man. Not a lot. Yeah. But, I, but can you you know not a lot. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know not a lot. I can tell you. Most of them don't have holsters. I'll say that. But, right, but exactly. you know, I mean, it's a lack of that's a lack of education and understanding, so, 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 knowledge, hey, wisdom hey, and hey, understanding. Let me say this. 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 Let me say
in my classes, you know what? You know what? Where I come up with the most um, pushback on things, getting people to get the damn stuff that we need just to have a class. Okay, <laughs> I have to tell people, hey, look, get your ammo. Well, how many rounds of ammo I need? I said a minimum of 100 rounds. Guess what? Well, man, I got to go get a nut. I got to get all this these this ammo. I'm like, well, how much ammo you got right now? Well, I just got enough to go in my clips. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? So I, let's not even you're, talk you're about trying to get this game, man. You, you are really going to a place right now. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to a place that yeah, it's we... It's for a reason. It's for a reason. Yeah, it's, it, it's a reason because guess what? It's not a lie. What's the this quote is from the, the Bible? In the, room. The, the people perish because of a lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge. Man, Knowledge, you know wisdom, and understanding. But Let me tell you, man. Understand. Uh-huh. Tell you. understand. A lot of people don't know everything that goes into this alternative lifestyle that we lead, man. It's, not, it's not normal. This what this life we live is not normal, man. We, we are unicorns. Actually paying attention to what's happening to you, you know. Our Why job, our job is to normalize it. Our right. job is to normalize it. And listen, I, I think it's a good thing to talk about it because, you know, it's it, if, you, if you're afraid to talk about something, then you're definitely creating a fear of it. I don't think there's anything wrong talking about it. Our job, well, though, is to normalize it and get people to get off of that, you know? Like, how can you... How can you have a bunch of, uh, I don't know, is it Jordans or Yeezys or whatever is popular these days, and then not have enough, you know, you should have way more ammo than you need. You know, right. you should have well, crates you should, of ammo. Man, but you know what? I've been in this this alternative lifestyle of gun owner for a while, man, and mm-hmm. uh, typically it's a cyclical pattern. There would be times and eras of, high availability of ammunition and then you know depending on who wins an election you know laws and things go a different way and people start buying it up and hoarding it and then ammo being hard to come by and so it's been usually feast or famine but it's all cyclical let me tell you the older you are and the more gray you have you will see this and you will know this so it's usually the younger folks or the people who just got into the gun community that are really shocked but I'll tell you what, man, I am not used to $6 gas, man. How much is gas per gallon where you guys are? Uh, regular right now is about 430 where I'm at. You got a BMW, it's 5 550 Yeah. <laughs> What's it? It's going to go back What is it in Detroit? Years, what is it in Detroit? I'm not going to say it right. Mm-mm. I'm protesting. It's Detroit, man. <laughs> I'm protesting right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lola man, says not, the, the you're, media. You're, try, you're trying to get this. You're trying to trigger me. That's yeah. To yeah, push buttons all day, all day long. Lola says man, the media makes it look like gun ownership. Trigger me, man. Yeah. Look, Lola, man. Lola says the I media. Mean, it's too high, man. It's too it's, high. Yeah, it's too high. Um, Listen, Lola says the media makes it look like gun ownership is uh, simple and easy. We are going to take a little bit of a break here, and we're going to come back. There is something specific I want to talk to you guys about. I want to get your opinion of. So we're going to take this break and be right back. 
We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. So just uh, for everyone's info out there, uh, Armin and Axis says 439 here, where he's at. I think he's in Ohio. Asper Warrior says $5, uh, $5 a gallon is good in Arizona. Sherry, Shelly Fungus says 5 bucks here. So there you go. Um, uh, what was it where, you, where you're at, Rick? Man, it's like 5 bucks, but you know. Okay. Yeah. About, so, a, about, a year, about a year and a half ago, it wasn't, right? Yeah, let me. Well, um, I'm not going to. But well, I'm not going to say anything about all that. <laughs> <laughs> let me do this because we were talking about police officers, or a, a, a couple of things, and I want to get this came out in the news a couple of days ago, and I want to get you guys' uh, opinion of it here. Let me actually put put my uh, phone up on the screen here. So, child hits and swears at cop in heartbreaking video from Minnesota. Um, shocking video footage has emerged of a young child repeatedly hitting a Minnesota cop who was there to arrest a murder suspect, calling the officer a bitch and telling his colleague to shut the fuck up. Um, the clip released by Alpha News was filmed last week in St. Paul, a city that saw widespread rioting after the nearby police murder of uh, uh, George Floyd and manslaughter of motorist Dante Wright. And it goes on here to talk about this kid. There is video of this. This kid is like in his underwear. I think he looks like he's maybe three or four years old. And he's like hitting the the cops and really carrying on. Um, I don't know if you guys could see that here. And well, I, I think see the clip, man. I yeah. see the clip. The one, the one thing that bothers me more so than the child acting that way is the people who decided to film it and then publish it and put it all over the internet. Mm -hmm. I really have what? a problem with that. Now, mm -hmm. having said that, there's obviously a parenting issue there. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah, there were people. That, people that, in the crowd. People in the crowd were going after the police officer. It's a black police officer. They were calling him an Oreo head and all kinds of stuff. Um, this is a, you know, I think the police officer in this case was professional, right? He didn't attack this kid who obviously can't hurt him. Um, he didn't and attack I, him or do anything. God, he didn't do something traumatizing yeah. like put cuffs on him or something. Yeah, you know? but they were there to arrest a murder suspect to try to make this neighborhood that these people live in better and i agree with you like this this really speaks to the people that are raising this kid like this you know where was this parents at? probably the people recording it as as rick is saying you know you know parenting man let me tell you that, that that's a lifelong job you guys are parents yeah yep. absolutely so I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's a lifelong commitment, man. Even when they uh, they grow up and, and they're grown, but mm -hmm. you know, then I guess you morph from a parent maybe into a parent slash mentor, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, you know that that bond is forever. But yeah, I see that child performing that way. I mean, that child act that way for a reason, right? And that's you know, parenting. Parenting yeah. matters, man. And, yeah. I, and it's not so much that because the child was, you know, having some physical interaction with the police. I'm just saying in general, man, just mm -hmm. 
in general. Because, you know, I'm old enough, and you guys are old enough to know that certain behavior back in the day, man, you know, there was consequences. And yeah. Listen, we got 150-plus years between the three of us. So. <laughs> repercussions and consequences. <laughs> yeah. Man, there were some consequences and repercussions behind certain yeah. behavior. Man. And I don't believe in abusing children and all that kind of stuff, man. Is there a difference between discipline and abuse? There is. There is. And, or, and this is, or, is it, or is it all abuse? Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I raised my children, and I would say that I was, uh, you know, medium medium strict, you know, with my kids, very tough on my kids. But yes, in, in my time when I was a kid, when I was that kid's age, I could tell you that my mom would have beaten my ass right there in the, in the street, right there. Uh, right, right. Mother, I have a mother. word for you. My word is ditto, right? But you know <laughs> if If... People in our age bracket generation, you know, raise kids the way we were raised. The kids would be better off for it and become productive citizens. But you know what? So, you probably would get arrested and put in jail. So, mm-hmm. you know. So guess guess what, guys? Think about this. I took a class. Uh, well, I, 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 not a class. I actually did a presentation with Masad Ayub. Okay. Okay. Last yeah, Moss. Yeah, Moss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Moss. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys say Moss. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, or man. You haven't met him? No, I've never met him. He lives somewhere around here, but no, I've never met him. Yeah, he's he's in Live Hope. Yeah. Oh, so, man, he is, he is one of the coolest guys in the Second Amendment community, man. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fan. So, Mass had a situation where we were talking about uh, respect for the police. See, the one thing with respect comes from in the home, Okay. Think about it like this. Uh, let's look at the most recent black, high-profile black murder by police. Okay, why, first and foremost, are you uh, evading the police? Okay, uh, because my thing is this. You can't chum the water with dead fish and bait and blood, and when you jump in the water, the shark bites you and blame, you want to blame the shark. No, you put yourself in that situation you shot at the police you were running from the police you had a damn ski mask from the police when you pulled over understand you left the car running and the car rolled away and you eluded police so you know what a lot of that stuff man you know you bring on yourself now one thing mass um brought to my attention was i wasn't aware that philando castile was high when that situation happened. And also the things that what we didn't know was this. They said, well, he was going for his wallet. Well, his wallet, when they found the wallet, it was nowhere near where he was going for. The only thing that was near where he was going for was the gun. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, Trayvon. I, I didn't hear I didn't hear those details, but uh, yeah. you know, I know it, it, I, I know didn't know it either. I know but, but the listen community. to this. Hear me out. Trayvon Martin. When we see Trayvon Martin's picture, what do we see? That little boy picture, right? Trayvon Martin was th- uh, 6'3 and could beat the average man's behind because he'd been in so many fights. His mother, the reason why he was in Sanford was his mother could not control him. He was out of control. He was in a game. He was doing all these other bad things. You see what I'm saying? 
that's the stuff that when the news put on there, they're going to say, oh, he's just a nice little young guy, kid, and all he had was Skittles and an Arizona drink. That wasn't it. That wasn't everything. Yeah. That's Matter of fact, that's like maybe 15% of the whole story. But that is what the news wants you to think. And when I saw the real picture, matter of fact, they have a closed camera picture of him when he was in the store. This dude is real. Man, this dude is like, he looked like he's an NBA player. He wasn't that little kid that you would see on the picture when you Google Trayvon Martin. That ain't the picture. That ain't who he was. That was years before. Mm-hmm. Okay? So my yeah, thing is this. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to let, let uh, Rick uh, has something to say here. Go ahead, Rick. Man, you know, there's a lot of cases, a lot of high-profile incidents that have occurred, man. You know, you have to look at each and every one of them and assess, you know, what was done and why it was done. But, man, uh, you know, it's a really sad thing, man, that uh, we have, in in a way, man, I think that we are in a situation now, man, where uh, we are really at a point where we have to figure out how we are are going to go forward, man, in terms of are we going to yeah, – these are themes that relate to what we're talking about. Are we going to make society a better place? Uh, are we going to be responsible for ourselves? When we have children, are we going to make them – productive citizens how are we going to raise them how involved are we going to be in our community uh in terms of our communities and how they relate to law enforcement i mean no one person is an island i mean we all are connected it it takes two to tango as well i think a lot of these situations that we're talking about are perfect storms that happen between both people you know i think in you know, obviously, I don't want to bring up things, old things that have happened either, but we're talking about it. I think Trayvon Martin is a perfect example of a perfect storm, you know, that that uh, both people insisted on going down the wrong path and got into a fight. I mean, we're grown men and we're having a conversation and we're not fighting. But when you have when you have people just start going down that path and they don't want to back down for whatever reason it is, this is how you wind up where you wind up. And it's because as a society, we don't know how to deal with each other and how to be respectful of each other on both sides. Now, overall, I believe like one of the things is one of my videos on YouTube that's big. Even now, it's big. Lola was just telling me the other day that there's a bunch of comments and all that kind of stuff on the video where I got pulled over. And that was several years ago. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that said, oh, those cops had no right to do this, to do that. And I agree. I agree. But I was not interested in uh, proving to them who's in the right and who's in the wrong at that moment. That was not, I wasn't, I was more interested in getting home to my children than doing all of that. Even if those guys wanted to arrest me, you know, and when my father who lives in New York city saw that the thing that was amazing to him was that he was like, I can't believe that you got pulled over and you had a Glock on you and they didn't arrest you. And that's because this is Florida. So at the end of the day, they didn't arrest me, and I went home to my family. And as a matter of fact, a friend of mine that was a that's a 
that was a police officer in that department is the one who told me, hey, you know, you can get that video and this is how you get it. This is where you go. This is how much you pay. This is what you do. And they will have to give it to you. And he said, I want you to get it and I want you to make a video about it. And because I did that, they, those guys actually got retrained. And that's the way things are supposed to happen. And even the, the, the cops on that, um, in that particular department made fun of the guy involved in that thing until he left the department. Now, the opposite of that was me, you know, acting all crazy and being in the right and then winding up dead. But those kinds of things happen when both people insist on going down a path and doing something. And that's the thing that we need to learn in society. Right. If those guys were trying to kill me, then, yes, absolutely. I'm going to try not to die if that was their intention. You know, if I realize like, hey, these guys, these cops don't give a shit. They, they want to kill me. Then I would try to do something to stay alive. But if we're not talking about that, it's not necessary. And I think this is the big thing that's happening to us right now as people. I'm not saying you have to give up your rights. I'm all for fighting for your rights and all that. But you have to understand the situation that you're in and be able to evaluate that and, and ask yourself whether or not this is the right moment to prove some shit. You know, a good friend of mine is a uh, an attorney. And uh, <clears throat> many times in the past, he would do the legal section for my concealed carry class. And one of the things that he would say to the students in the course <clears throat> is when you're out there on the street and you're having interactions with law enforcement, you know, you give that officer his due, his respect, his you be in compliance when regardless of whatever shenanigans that he's up to. I mean, when he's out there, that's pretty much his environment. If there are some things that were done that were not proper and need to be addressed and followed up on, then, yeah, that's what your attorney is for. And your attorney becomes the guy in that proper environment, which is the courtroom to get your redress. But mm -hmm. uh, trying yeah. to show up and beat the police officer on the street or try to one up him or that's not a road that you probably want to go down. And I'm not being an apologist. Mm -hmm. or suffragists for the police, I'm not. They're human beings just like I am. And mm -hmm. they have families and they're trying to go home. And yeah, I believe the overwhelming majority of them are good. But man, in any profession, there's some bad apples in there. And who mm -hmm. knows, you might come across one of them. If mm -hmm. you come across one of them, you're going to have to decide how you're going to interact with them. You know, are you going to engage in a series of activities or based on his response, the two of you mutually go to a place neither one of you probably want to go to. Mm -hmm. Once you start going down that path in anything, in anything, this is how, you know, in a road rage incident, this is what happens. <laughs> you know, you and always want to be the person in control. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you always want, that's the thing. Like if you, once you lose your mind and you start, like you're now just mad, you're not actually observing the situation that's happening around you. So even if it goes wrong, you know, you're not in your proper mind. I would rather be in my, in my right mind and reacting to that. If that person is really that mad that they're going to try to hurt me or kill me, I would rather be in the proper mind to, to evaluate what's happening and react properly to that instead of just two mad people who meet and just go at it 
and no one knows what happens you know, until the dust is settled. the most tragic of those incidents, man. You you can actually do a Google search and find quite a few of them. Are mm-hmm. is the road rage incident in which both drivers get out of their cars armed and kill each other, right? You had one bad day, you had an argument, and you both pull over and you both shoot each other and you both die. And I'm like, man. You don't even know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Did it it really have to end like that? You know, and I've had some knuckleheads on the road, man. You know, Mm -hmm. behind you, leaning on the horn, you know, acting crazy. You know what? I could escalate, right? But then if I escalate, then that's a possibility that they're going to escalate. And at some point in time, someone's just going to have to let it go or this whole incident is going to go to a place neither one of you wants it to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just say this real quick here. Um, I see Asma Warriors says tomorrow's his birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Um, Shout out to you. Yeah, you know, listen, you know how many times growing up in New York City, I was uh, (laughs) not necessarily technically in the right and I came across across cops and I had to deal with them and it's how you talk to people you know and I've been in situations that I could have been in like big trouble if 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 I had an attitude or whatever but meanwhile I was just talking to those guys you know well, and, I mean, and when they realize they're dealing it, with someone it, reasonable they don't have to they don't have to go there you don't make them have to go there where they're like okay uh get out of the car let's see what you got on you okay, or what okay, you're doing I, I hear everything you're saying but see I come across too many people that have a slightly different opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so our county clerk here in Wayne County is doing a horrific job in terms of processing these concealed carry permits, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so there are some people who are tempted and actually follow through and carry while they shouldn't because they, their application hasn't been processed and they haven't gotten their permit yet. Mm-hmm. And there's a record number of people doing that. Okay, so mm-hmm. so now... We have law enforcement pulling these people over and they're finding out that they have these guns and that they, you know, that they're that they did apply. But you know what? They are not afforded any courtesy. It's another notch on that officer's belt. He's got another felony arrest. Mm -hmm. No one cares about the environment in which these people feel you know, so empowered to go out and buy a gun and get a concealed pistol license that they're worried about, you know, being a, a victim and the system is just slapping them upside the face. And now you're going to get a felony and now you can't legally own a gun, let alone get yeah. a carry permit. And I think like that's horrible. That's what that's what New York. That's what New York is doing. OK, OK. That's what New York is doing. And it's horrible. And what they're afraid of is if they make if they make it easier for law-abiding people in New York City to be armed and and to be to be able to protect and defend themselves, they're afraid that everyone's going to do it in New York City. All the law-abiding people are going to do it. The cops are What's already doing it. The criminals having guns. There, there's nothing wrong with it, but it not to me and not to you or not to Rod Mills. But to these people, there's something very wrong with it, and these very people have armed people protecting them. And this is why the people of New York have to do something about this. They have to get rid of these people. Any leader that's trying to declaw you, de-tooth you, defang you, is, is they don't have your best interests in heart. And, you know, but it's up to the folks there to get rid of these people and stop re-electing them all the time, man. It's shameful. Hey, you're look, doing, you're had, doing it to I, yourself. I've been stopped by, 
I've been stopped by police officers in my day, man. And I'll tell you this. In my gray age, as I am now, I don't get stopped probably at all. But when I was younger and less gray, Mm -hmm. it happened on a regular ongoing basis, man. And I'll say in the time since I've had a CPL, yeah, they pulled me over probably Mm -hmm. because they profiled me. But you know what? They cut me loose, even though I may have done something wrong. But you know what? Hey. I'm going to give you a courtesy because we're going to take a break. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran owned and with over 20 years experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. All right, let me just shout out some people out there. Cruise Man says he has orientation for his new job tomorrow. Congratulations right. on that. Congratulations. Good luck in advance. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and uh, I want to see, is there anything else going on out there? Uh, uh, Shelly Fungus says, once I became concealed carry, I ignore road rage 100%, period, end of story, not worth my time. Um, yeah. If it, if it comes to you and, you and you're backed into a corner, then this is why you conceal carry. But you don't, you know, you don't want to be there. Um, <laughs> there's people out there wishing, you know, for for stuff to um, to happen, and uh, you know. No I mean, one, if no the, if a it. person is a jerk, they're gonna be a jerk behind the wheel in an automobile. You're gonna run into one of them sooner or later. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that you know what? Be the bigger, better person. Just suck it up and pull mm-hmm. over and let them go on about their yeah. business because. Yeah. Once you escalate, now they're in a place where they're going to escalate, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, you've escalated once. You might as well keep going down that road, man. And mm-hmm. eventually, had someone just let it go, whether mm-hmm. that person was in the right or not, just let it go, man, and you'll probably forget the thing ever happened, you know, later yeah. on that day. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I totally 100% agree uh, let me just do this. Shelly Fungus gave us a couple of bucks here, so let me uh, shout out Shelly Fungus real quick. Uh, he gave us 20 bucks. He says, thanks for the show, Hank, Lola, Rick, and Rod, and to all chat bros, love you guys in a manly kind of way. Amen. <laughs> oh, all right? In a manly kind of way. Okay. <clears throat> I, appreciate, I appreciate the shout out. Yeah, I'll take it, and uh, and then also let me see. I want to make sure because we we are we're we're having a good conversation here. So obviously burning through time. Um, I just want to throw up the event again, Rick. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there to see the lovely ladies of Detroit. Um, but do you want to? You know, I, I am deeply depressed and disappointed, man. Because you know what? <laughs> I listened to you tell me, Rick, last year. You said, Rick. Uh, can't do it man but you know what i got you next year and you know what i don't know if i said all of that i'm pretty sure i hedged my bets a little bit you probably didn't have all of the enthusiasm that i brought to bear but man you you definitely left me with the impression that you would be in the house man but that's okay that's okay but you know what 
I was glad when I went down to the Florida carry thing. What was that last year? And uh, you and Lola were there, and I was able yeah. to see you in the flesh and be like, "What's happening?" Yeah, it's good. To, and actually, it was when good. I saw, you, I was like, "Yeah, you are a Floridian, isn't that a, isn't that yeah. the term, Floridian?" Uh yeah. technically, technically, yes. Well, what do they call you guys? No, that's it. No, that's it. Floridians. That's the term. Yeah, Floridians. And by the way, when you saw me, I had my van. My, be- you know, that event. There was a big parking lot, not a parking lot, but like a like a big empty lot across from that where everyone parked. Right. Yeah, my van was parked over there, if you think back. Well, I mean, if this van was as fancy as, as it is now, you didn't like, hey, everyone, come, let's tour no, my van. No, come on, I don't flex like that, you know, it's, uh, it's not. It was, it, 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 is, it is what it is now, because we were talking about it before. It is, you know. No, you were there. talking about it before. Yeah, I had, yeah, I was saying, I I, I was talking about it before. <laughs> Man, you know what? You are the we were there. Lola guy. and I had just got I'm back from your, somewhere out of state. Your, I'm trying to push your buttons, man, right. and you still just smooth. no, man, no, no. See, you're you from get you're from Detroit. You I'm from I'm from New York City. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more. It's gonna take a lot more to push my buttons. But tell people though, uh, before before we get into something else here, I want to know, like, talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. But just tell the folks out there about your event again. I'm gonna put it up here full on the screen. I invite people to go check this, into it. This is the 11th annual Free Women's Shooting Event here in the year 2022. It is an event that I came up with. Uh, number of years ago, man, in which I saw a very distressing uh, incident on the news. It concerned itself with a woman's body that had been sexually assaulted. She was raped. She was killed. And her body was discarded in the street. And I uh, came up with this event, man, to uh, give women some firearm training. You know, that's my solution, right? There are probably other solutions to this problem of people assaulting and killing women, man. But you know what? That's not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is guns and teaching people how to use them for personal protection and self-defense. And so I came up with this event, man. And uh, to introduce women into this field, I've removed all the barriers to entry. You don't need money. You don't need uh, safety gear. I'll have it for you. Glass. You don't need ammo. So it's not like Fire, it's not like Rod Mills. Ammo, Rod Mills makes you have to get you ammo. You don't need a target. <laughs> All you have to do is register. When registration period opens, uh, one week before the event, on the uh, 23rd register, you'll get an e-ticket. I don't want to collect info. All I need is your name and your email address. When you go to the venue... It's going to be on your appointed day at the appointed range. You can either print it out if you own a home printer. I don't even own a printer anymore. You know, the ink is so expensive and you can just send your yeah, who print owns printers. To the print right. Who owns yeah. a printer now? Probably but, Rob, uh, Mills. Or you can Rob just, Mills. I bet you Rob Mills has a printer in his house. Or you can just show the ticket on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's a nice orderly process. You're going to come in, get a rain safety briefing, and have a shooting experience. And based on uh, your participation, Mm -hmm. you may decide that you want to continue to walk this path to uh, empowerment and personal protection and uh, protect you 
and your family and your home from bad guys because uh, there's a certain segment of the population that, believe it or not, they really are evil. Mm-hmm. It exists. Yeah. Hey, Rick, do you have anybody uh, sponsoring you? Yeah, man, I got some sponsors. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, reminding me that I should give them their flowers and their mm-hmm. due. Uh, the gun ranges for sure, right? Uh, recoil firearms and uh, the other gun range, man. I'm having a moment right here. Is it uh, on? Is it on the? Uh, is it on this Facebook thing? Yeah, it's the, uh, Top Gun Shooting Sports. Okay. Uh, GOA is a sponsor. NRA is a sponsor. Most important sponsor I'm going to throw out there are all of the. Uh, firearms instructors who were donating their time and actually making this event work. Uh, I've had uh, the sponsor. uh, I had a sponsor who actually is allowing me to use like a number of his firearms. Uh, Doug Holloway from ATEI. If any of you are familiar uh, with his uh, business, he does a lot of customizations on firearms and things of that sort. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been all hands on deck. Uh, and, and here's the other part. I am thankful to you, Hank, for allowing me to be on your show, man. Oh, you're very it's welcome. A, it's another place that I'm going to be on the Internet, and hopefully there will be some information in the title and in the tags and in the description, and people might just bump into it on mm-hmm. the Internet and say, hey, this is something I want to check out. Or even if you're not a Michigander or a Michiganian, maybe you know someone <laughs> that is, and you can send this link to your family and friends and say, hey, go check out this event that Rick's doing. Absolutely. I want to harness the power of the Internet to let people know what we're doing. The 11th annual LAID, Legally Armed in Detroit Free Women's Shooting Event. Absolutely. And uh, someone can put on a mohawk wig and show up on my behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would appreciate it. Um, Hey, Rick, I want to say something for you, Rick. What's that? Next year, uh, uh, with my uh, company, Scorcher Farms Training, I always uh, believe in um, doing charity work as well. Uh, Next year, if you would have me as one of the instructors there. I'm uh-huh. more than glad to come on my own dime and come up there and help you out if you want. Hey, man, thank you. And you know what? You'll be warmly received. Warmly received. Just yeah, don't Hank strong me and then don't show up. <laughs> oh, no, 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 he's no, doing no. It for the He's hey. doing it for the Detroit checks. Come on. No, well, hey. no, well, no on the real, though. Oh, he, real. He's got some ulterior <laughs> motives, bud. It's, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's still good, though. It's all good. Hey, Rick, Rick, Rick. I'm going to tell you, no, when I put my company on this, when I put my company brand on this, hey, uh-huh. you can you can assure that I'm definitely going to do that. I mean, man, man you I'm already all... let us know that you like the women from Detroit. They yeah, seem that, to have that, made a, an impression that's on me. That's outside of the company brand now. When I'm talking about yeah. the company brand, the company brand, hey, if you want me there, I'll be there. Yeah. I now he might he might take this hat off though after the, the course. <laughs> he might take that What's that company hat off after the course. No, I'm saying then that it's no, a different no, story. No, but Rick, hey, <laughs> let me know the information at, uh, how far in advance do you do you get your information for this event? 
you know what? There are people who are already asking me, when is it going to be next year, man? And you know what? I'm not going to say that I'm that I'm riled up by it, but man, I'm under so much stress right now just to make sure this thing happens in two weeks and two days like it's supposed to. I'm not even thinking about next year right now. I don't even Bro. know. I, I don't even know. You know what? I'm going to have to start over from zero <laughs> and acquire resources it's, to stock a whole new. Event. Yeah, it's you, tough. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot of phone calls, a lot of conversations. Right. It's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes to do this thing, you know? Yeah, it's well, tough to do. That's, that's not a lot of conversation that, you have, that you're that yeah. going to need with me. All you got to do is say, hey, Rod, I want you here. Give me hey, the Rod, date. I want you here. I don't know when it's going to be the date. So listen, hey, I, ju I, I, I just want to say this. Hold on, hold on one second. I want to say this. So I was looking at the thing here, and the event takes place at Recall Firearms and Top Gun Range. And then the other thing that I do want to share with you guys here, I'm going to go to my camera. Uh, Shelly Fungus gave us 50 bucks. He says, donation towards Rick's event. Great job looking out oh, and uh, helping Rick out. Good on you. So there you go. Um, but that's going all into my pockets, just so you guys know. But uh, yeah, thanks. Anyway. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm going to have to actually collect that money and then, uh, either send it off to Rick or, you know, uh, maybe help Rod get up to Detroit next year. So well, hey, Rick, just give me a date and I definitely, I will be there. You can count Man, on let me. Let me tell you, as soon as I know, as a matter of fact, while we're here using all of this technology, what's your social media platform of choice? Where do you spend the well, most time? Uh, probably Facebook or, or Instagram. Here you go. Go to, to Facebook.com forward slash Detroit CCW. Do it right now. Send Rick, me a request right now, Rick, and I'll, I'll approve it right now. Rick, I already sent you a friend request uh, earlier today. Is there a way oh, for you? Yeah. Man, let me tell you. And so Rick for has been so anyone, this is this is Rod Mills' uh, uh, Facebook for anyone who wants to follow it. I'm just going to throw it up here, Rod Mills, if that's okay with you. Lots of people yeah. who um, support Rod Mills, or even in the chat right now, there's some people who are on there, and uh, Rod's pretty active on the uh, social medias. He's always throwing up some, some good stuff out there. So there you go for anyone who wants to support Rod Mills. And uh, I'll do whatever you want to do with that uh, 50 bucks from Shelly Fungus. Rick, so either Rod we, Mill? Rod, R-O-D. Oh, Rod, okay. Rod, yeah. Yeah, R-O-D-M-I-L-L-S. Yes, like the singer, Stephanie Mills. Okay, yeah. and like blue shirt, white pants? No. Uh, hold on, let me throw, let me put his, uh, here's what his uh, Facebook looks like right there. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Owner slash instructor of Scorched Earth Firearms Training. So there you go. He's a good... I, I'll vouch for Rod Mills. You know, he's a good dude. He's been supporting us for a while here. Supporting me and uh, supporting lots of people in the uh, community. So, you know. Okay, I'm looking um, at your profile page, man. I don't see where it says, like, Ed. You got, like... Cruise Man said YouTube. I saw my face. There's a lot of people's faces on that thing I just showed. How come, how come you don't have, like, an ad button on your page, man? I do. Well, it's yeah, not, not sure. showing. I don't know. Have you up? Have you updated your Facebook? 
So you know, Rick, right. what I'll do is, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, 42 chilled is putting in the chat a link to Rick Ector's event. So anyone who wants to click on it, uh, go click through that. Uh, so Rick, when I look at your Facebook page, it looks like you got a Detroit, uh, Tigers, uh, Jersey on. Man, it's, De it's Detroit, man. It's Detroit. <laughs> it's Hold Detroit. Up. Where, where is the air? Here we go. <laughs> um, and you were a little slow on the alarm, man. I know, I know. Uh, Shelly, hold on. Shelly Fungus says, I don't do Facebook, guys. Otherwise, I would have donated via Facebook. When we get that 50 bucks, I'll send she it on to you. I'll send, I'll send it on to you, Rick. Go, or She can go over to uh, Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Detroit CCW. Okay, she can go to uh, Instagram. Guess what? Shelly Fungus is a dude. Shelly Fungus is a dude. But CCW. Shelly YouTube. It's Shelly YouTube <laughs> slash Detroit CCW. Uh, Shelly Fungus is a dude. But yeah. Oh, he. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah, he, he just likes Shelly Fungus for whatever whatever reason he likes that name. Okay. <laughs> so this dude's named Shel Shelly anyway. So there you go. I mean, there's some guys out there named Marion, right? Yeah, I think Tracy? that's I think that's Rod Tracy, Mills' middle name. Tracy? What's your middle name, Rod Mills? Do you have one? Fred. Fred. Yeah. Rod Rodimus Fred Mills. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or is it Rodney Fred Mills? Rodney. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Or how about Roderick? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with Rodney? Is it Roderick? Just Rod. It's just Rod. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll listen. I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. Give us the um. Give us the Twitter again. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do it again Twitter here. Twitter is Detroit. Excuse me. It's Twitter. Dot com forward slash Detroit CCW. Yeah, Shelly Fungo says he do, he does YouTube and Utreon. So I don't know if you have some. I think you are on YouTube. You're Rick Ector on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't yeah. know if I put up a donation link there. Oh, okay. Send me a send me an inbox, or yeah. better yet, better yet, my user. Well, shoot, you don't have that. Huh? Yeah. Look, man, when there's a will, there's a way. We'll figure it out. We'll get it sorted out. We'll get it sorted. There you go. Rod, would you, before we, you know, we've got like three minutes here before we start wrapping up. Was there anything that you wanted us uh, to talk about? Anything you want to tell the people about out there? Um, oh, for those that are in the uh, Northeast Florida area, uh, this weekend I will be doing a mass concealed uh, weapons uh, certification class in conjunction with Ken Jefferson, who is running for sheriff of Duval County. Uh, so he uh, so he came out and selected me out of all the firearms instructors uh, in this area. Cool. He asked me to come and do it for him. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I will be doing that uh, this upcoming Saturday at the Scottish Rights Auditorium here in Jacksonville, Florida. Is that on your Facebook? It's probably way down uh, yeah. on your Facebook. Uh, yeah. Jeez, let me see. I think you did post that on there, but you post so much stuff on Facebook, man. It it was uh, posted yesterday, I think. Yesterday? Yeah. Um, okay. 
Let's see. Then it should be on top of your Facebook here. I'm looking at your Facebook page. I don't see it yesterday. No, no, no. Keep going the other way, other way, other way. Keep down, going. Down, 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 Keep going. Keep going, down. dude. You're not even going to take I stole that one from you earlier today. How much stuff do you put in a day? This isn't yesterday. This is all today. All this stuff. Is it here? Is keep going. A... Keep going. Keep oh, jeez, man. How much keep stuff going. do you post on social media? There it, it is. is. Oh, there you go. There it is. Right there. Jeez. Rob Mills. How much what stuff? He has to, what he has to do is put his class about every four posts. Yeah. That's a lot of... Rob Mills puts a lot of stuff. I want to go back. There's a part I want to go back to. To the, uh, the woman that uh, yeah. didn't have her... Uh, she was, was just catching all the recoil. There we go. Yeah. This, this is where you do. Yeah. This that's is where bad you... recoil. That, that's that's just that should probably hurt. What caliber is that? Oh, that's not good for the boobies. Yeah, that is not. Your boobie is not a stock. It's not a. <laughs> it's not a recoil device. But what she is shot happening? It right? time, so obviously it didn't hurt. So I guess. Oh, that's probably silicone then. That's maybe we wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business, totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. Yeah, you know, as usual, I got caught out there looking at the boobies and getting distracted <laughs> and totally missed that last break. But uh, Nola doesn't get mad at you looking at stuff like that, making those references. Uh, I've always been like this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've always been like this, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does she get mad? Okay, the proper answer to that is, the, I'm just telling you, every single day, I spend every single day of my life where my wife is mad at me about something. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> She's mad at you every single day? Yeah, every I guarantee day? you. that. Yeah, every day, there's something that I do wrong. <laughs> yeah, Typically oh, in the morning when Lola wakes up, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? But okay. somewhere along the day, I say something that's out of line or, you know, whatever. I mean, like, I I mean, after, after, but you never make the same error twice, right? No, I don't do it twice. I make it like three, four, five, ten times. Oh. <laughs> you know, man, so I was trying to, I I was was trying to work with you, man, I'm and a, give you, like, some latitude. Rick, I don't have shame. Know. I have no shame. This is my problem. Man, yeah. you don't have any feelings. You're like one of those, what they call those people? They don't feel emotions? No, no, I do have emotions. Come on now. I'm a deep, <laughs> sensitive man. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't even really like show off any guns here, and we're about to wrap it up. I um, mean, how much gunplay do you have during a typical episode? Oh, we sometimes show guns, but like, you know, we, we were having a great conversation today, so, I mean... You know, it wasn't necessary. So I am. Oh, so this is like have, an over the top reaction from you having to change vendors, right? Because mm -hmm. you did something with a gun and they kind of punished you for it. And you were like, no, I'm going to punish you. 
No, YouTube YouTube made a policy more than a year ago. YouTube made a I think it's almost like 2 years at this point. YouTube made a policy where they th would not allow us to go live and handle guns. This was their way of fixing the gun problem. So they decided to go after the people like us that um that you know are, are not we're not the people going live and shooting people or hurting ourselves or anyone but they decided to go after us and so if we if just pick that picking this up on youtube would result on your live getting pulled so we were doing it from youtube for a while but utreon came along and allowed us to go live and also handle guns and so that's you know that's why we do it over here but it's fun you know sometimes it's just a it's a fun cool thing to do and all that kind of stuff you know to show off some guns so you know this i don't i don't feel like there's anything uh super wrong with no that. there's nothing wrong with it you know it's it's kind of like you're like thumbing your nose at them like yeah i i'm doing it without you you know yeah. 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 I, yeah I don't really think, i don't really think that you have moved on from them i think there's still some anger and resentment a little bit <laughs> there's a little bit there's a little bit i actually I mean, when, when they you see here, here's the thing let me tell you the opposite of let's say joy and happiness mm -hmm. is like anger right uh, they yeah. are like really so should... closely aligned to one another joy really and pain they're on the you sound like track. raw bass that's a raw bass song right there because let me tell you <laughs> the opposite of love and hate man mm -hmm. it's like no feeling or emotion whatsoever at all man because mm -hmm. if you were truly beyond it and past it it'd be like blah next what oh, else okay. is there out there? like i've moved on you know yeah no, I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. I don't yeah. think I don't think you're there yet, man. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, definitely they did or said something to you. I think uh, that really. Uh, uh they deleted. You. They deleted my channel. That's one of the things. <laughs> they deleted. How many videos was on the channel? Uh, they deleted my channel when I had sixty thousand subscribers. I've always had more than a thousand videos on my channel. But and when I got it back, I'm over. I'm like 120,000 subscribers. But right now, they have my channel blocked. So if I put up a video, they limit even how many views I could get. Um, there's a lot of crazy things that they do to gun guys. So there's YouTube. there's no way back from that. That's like a permanent throttle uh, to it. Well, it's you them. They've they've, they, they like, they've 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 like literally turned on good. switches. They've turned on switches to block out. Like I could put up a video and share it on my social media for the gun stuff which i know like when i do the van stuff i share stuff and i could see the numbers go up and i could do that same thing with the gun stuff and share it all over my social media and it doesn't go up by one it, it won't go up by one view so there are gun guys that they do things and there's really not a lot you can do once you get on their radar short of deleting your entire channel so it's just one of those things and you know if they're going to be like that it's not going to make me back down um, so yes, I'm definitely not over it. I'm not the getting over it kind of person. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it, man. It's like, yeah. you know, David and Goliath and you're like up for the challenge. Yeah, right? man. You're, you're going to like show them. Okay. Yeah, they're not taking me out of the game. I could easily just stop doing gun videos and put all my energy into the van stuff, for example. I'll actually be pretty well off. But no, man, they, they're not, they won't make me quit, you know.
Yeah, I have to. I have to be dragged out of this, man. You know, it's from my cold, from my cold dead hands. My cold dead hands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. It was really a great conversation. I'm really glad that you got to meet my friend Rod Mills. I hope you guys communicate after this. Oh yeah, and, man. And you know what? Stuff. If you don't make it, he's coming to Detroit uh, next yeah. year, man. Rod Mills is going to be wearing a mohawk when he comes down there. <laughs> okay and so and therefore he's is. yeah therefore he's representing <laughs> you know the who move my freedom podcast when he gets down there juices and berries in my hair <laughs> juices and berries <laughs> <laughs> just natural juices and berries okay so listen well, look, man, for the record man look mm -hmm. again i'm glad to be here man it was mm -hmm. cool to hang out and uh mm -hmm. You know, have a ball and get some conversation in, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, yeah. it so was, it's been great. Man, and thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. here's what we're going to do to wrap up the show. I'm going to give you guys a, a, a chance here to tell everyone how they could support you and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to run in the end and then we're going to come back. And obviously, Rick, since you're our special guest tonight, we're going to have you giving us words of wisdom. But I'm going to start with you guys telling everyone how to support you. I'm going to start with Rod Mills. If you could tell the play, the folks, where do they go? How do they support you, communicate with you, etc. Okay. Um, if you want to follow me on Facebook, uh, please don't follow me on my personal page. Follow me on Scorch Earth Farms training page. Uh, also on Instagram, that is Scorch underscore Earth underscore Firearms. Uh, so, hey, those are the two uh, that I use mostly uh, of anything. And then my website, you can actually, if you... Go center. There you go, right there. Back up a little. There you go. Back up a if little you, bit. Oh, and, back up a little? Yeah, right there. Okay. That's good. Right there. Yeah, okay. if you want, guys want to uh, contact me directly, you can hit that uh, QR code, and that will be how you can contact me directly, okay? Okay, awesome. Rick Ector, uh, same question. How can the folks uh, support you, communicate with you? Let me tell you, I have made it my business to be easy to find, right? If you look for Rick Ector anywhere, you'll probably find me out on social media, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, 2,300 videos on YouTube, uh man i'm all over the place just look for me you'll find me my biggest thing that i'm really focusing on is this free women's shooting event that's going to happen the last two days of this month july 30th and the 31st our goal is to empower a lot of women uh with the gift of personal protection and to give them a free range safety briefing and a free shooting lesson and uh Hank, it's been real, man. Thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. Uh, Rod, it was great meeting you, man. So when I figure out where you sent that uh, request, I'll definitely get at it and add you. I still got some room, man. You cool guy, man. And you're coming down to Detroit next year. It's so, up. Yeah. <laughs> it's up. It's up. I don't wear my it's, Michael Jordan jersey. It's all the way up. Listen, big thanks to you, Rick Eckler, man. Uh, thanks so much for what you do. You know, uh, there's lots of folks in the gun community that appreciate is Lola it. Is Lola listening to the start, to the show right now? She probably is. Yes, she says she's going to hey, send. Hey, Lola, you, thanks for having me. Yeah, Lola says she's going to send you that that money from Shelly Fungus. 
But uh, okay. I wanted to make sure I thanked you for everything that you do. Of course, Ride Mills, you also do a lot for everyone. You've done a lot for us and lots of other folks out there. So uh, big appreciation for both of you guys. Are you going to GRPC this year? I don't even know what that is. You haven't <laughs> been to GRPC? No, I have no idea. What is it? The Gun Rights Policy Conference. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I've never been there. Never been Where's there. Where is that? Is it in Detroit? It's in a different city every year. It, it oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so listen, I'm going to run in the end, and we're going to come back. Rick, you are going to give us words of wisdom on the way out here. Let me run oh, the end in here for a wisdom. second. You got a couple of seconds to come up with it. Let's run it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here. We will see you guys back here next week. Big shout out to all the people who are listening to us on audio. We appreciate you guys. You can get you know this audio podcast anywhere you get audio podcasts from so we uh appreciate everyone listening to it including the folks who are part of the firearms radio network big shout out to all those people rick ector rod mills big thanks for coming on rick words of wisdom what you got for us on the way out words of wisdom from rick ector on this date uh i would say this my words of wisdom is to always be armed. Never deprive yourself of an opportunity to defend yourself if evil should happen to come your way. Do not let the fact that just because every other day that you loved, toted, and carried around a firearm and nothing bad happened, or you know what? You were fortunate and you were blessed. Tomorrow might be a different day. Do not compromise your ability to be prepared to defend yourself. Carry every day, everywhere you may legally be allowed to do so. And look, I truly enjoyed being on the podcast today. And you know what? We're going to do this again one year from today. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. I'm from seven and a half and miles, me baby. And Mr. Mills so, are going to be talking yeah. about how much fun we had in Detroit training a bunch of women. Yeah. And I'm going to be giving you the side eye about two years from now. I'm, I'm from seven and a half miles. 7.5 miles in Detroit. That's where I'm from. And no, it, I, seven miles. Seven miles. From, I live off of seven miles, man. Yeah, okay. We are out of here. Big thanks. Stay right there, Rick and Rod. We're out of here. Let me press the buttons properly. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.